Welcome to the Spiritual Underground Podcast. This is Dan coming to you from the studio at DTM Enterprises, my wood shop in the backyard. Just come off a fantastic weekend. This is a little special edition of the Spiritual Underground Podcast. Uh, we had a retreat which is uh, called Spurt 6, which that's short for Spiritual Underground Retreat. Uh, it was formed up by my home group, and, and you'll hear a little more, probably maybe um, some uh, duplicate information again here a little bit as I did an intro uh, on-site at the retreat this past weekend, but I'm going uh, to talk a little more about how that uh, formed up. So we come off the tail end of this retreat and uh, got home. This is on a Monday today. I'm uh, resting, relaxing after the after a, a pretty uh, exciting and strenuous and, uh, and just juice-filled weekend. And wanted to put together a podcast that uh, conveyed some of that energy for what was going on down there all weekend. Uh, in 2015, and that I spent 2015 on home incarceration. Uh, my home group had a retreat, just a day long potluck type retreat. We're going to a local uh, uh, forestry area, and uh, and they wouldn't. My the people who um, had the key to my ankle bracelet would not let me go to it since it was across the county line of uh, the areas I was allowed to uh, travel in. And uh, later on in the, you know, as, I, as it went around, I really missed that. And there was a couple other things that the group was doing that I wasn't able to do. Uh, flip side of that was, is that ankle bracelet actually saved me from a whole lot of things that, uh, like uh, weddings and, and ball games and different things that uh, would have been temptations to drink or use. Uh, I didn't, didn't uh, I was saved from those things. I had an easy out. But I did miss out with some of my, my uh, home group activities when they uh, traveled. Another place they went to was to uh, Gethsemane, uh, um, Travis Monk Abbey down in Bardstown, Kentucky. They would go down there around Christmas time. And um, but anyway, the uh, retreat was born out of that. They were looking at the uh, that that little retreat they had and were wanting to do something like that. Some other men's group around town were doing retreats that were really just kind of a little more pricey and a little priced a lot of our guys out of it. Um, and I had this place out in the country, uh, just 50 miles west of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, family owned. My dad, my brother, and I uh, put it together. Uh, truth of the matter is, is my dad made all that happen, and my brother and I are get to reap the benefits of that. Uh, dad still likes to go down, but he just doesn't doesn't do like we he used to. And, and actually, this year, uh, 2019 is the 20th year we started. We built that cabin and started that project uh, in 1999. So. Um, really changed a lot down there. Uh, used to be uh, that we drank and drugged down there a lot, and that's that's what we did. And it was a little bit of an escape, a place to go do that. And and we built a really nice twenty by forty log cabin down there. My dad, my brother, and I and friends helped. And um, we did that. You know, I I I'll get up in the morning, and I, if we made it to noon, it'd be a rare thing before we started drinking. And we drink all day building it. Well, the uh, energy has shifted down there now in, in recovery, and, and my friends has helped that happen, and we uh, go down and, and started doing these retreats. So anyway, to circle back, I uh, had the idea to do that, to think about having these guys down to that down there, and we could spend the night, and we would be private, we could lock the gate, we wouldn't be bothered by the public. Uh, that was something else that would happen as they were trying to have like uh, meetings and have time together uh, in, a, in a public setting. They were getting... Uh, having people come come on come upon them and and they might be sharing stuff or could could uh limit what you'd be willing to share in case somebody was walking up hearing you 
Uh, it's kind of like doing fist steps and stuff in uh, public locations. Uh, that's, that's a long ways less than ideal place to uh, be uh, dumping your basket out and, and letting people sort through it. So anyway, um, so in, what was it? March, I think it was, of 2016, the Indiana State Convention was at French Lick, which is about 20 miles north of uh, where the cabin is. And I invited a half a dozen guys to come with me, and we stayed at the cabin. We went back and forth to the to the convention, and we stayed at the cabin. Now, we was having such a good time at the cabin, we hardly wanted to go to the convention. Uh, we did, uh, but that was how I like opened the door and said, yeah, I think this is going to work. And I uh, started planning that spring retreat in May of 2016, and that was Spurt 1. And that Spurt is S-P-U-R-T, that Spiritual Underground Retreat. Yeah, I know it's a double or triple entendre, uh, possibly, but uh, my, uh, what Rule 62, I'm not going to take myself too damn seriously. And, it, and it's taken hold, too, so when now our group talks about it, it's talked about in uh, some, some level of reverence, really. So I had one in the spring, and it was so fun. We had another one in the fall, and in 2017, we had Spurt 3 in the spring, and Spurt 4 in the fall, and in 2018, we had Spurt what, 4 in the spring, and uh, in 2018, in the fall, I was in yoga teacher training and decided not to have a retreat. Plus, it's kind of, be honest, um, a little bit loses its luster doing twice a year. Uh, it's a little more special as an annual event, and, and I think I'm actually going to stick with that. I'm not convinced yet. Uh, we'll see what happens. I was kind of actually thinking maybe we do something different in the fall. Maybe a trip to a real resort or something like that, like a Red River Gorge rent a cabin out down there or something like that. Well, back to this weekend's retreat. Um, as things developed, we were doing like noon to noon on Saturday to Sunday. And uh, frankly, it, it went by so fast that we it just really felt like a snap of the fingers. And, and I talked about starting it off on Friday and just making it kind of loosey-goosey fellowship time on Friday. And that's what we did a couple of, uh, I think, I, and I don't even remember, like spurt four and five. I think we added to Friday and we just hung around and played and fellowshiped and, and bought some time for those guys who could actually come down a day early. Uh, worked out really well and then this year uh we had enough people that was like you know well, maybe six came down on friday one year and then 10 11 12 something like that the next year on friday and the majority of people still were coming down on saturday well this year i uh, had like uh, 24 people signed up to come down on friday which uh turned into uh quite quite, quite a crowd you know that was my normal saturday night crowd the year before a uh, friend of mine, Shane, he, he offered to, uh, wanted to do a little meditation and, uh, and a meeting and, and facilitate a meeting on Friday night. And I uh, thought that was a great idea. So I know that these things can be fun and, and we want to have a uh, time to just fellowship and hang out, but there also is a need for the structure and, uh, and that goes good too for the meetings and having things happen that, uh, that are a lot of, you know, that, that have some structure to it so we can, uh, Oh, it just works for alcoholics in that in that manner, and and sp uh, the spiritually sick. So we did that, and uh, we got down there. We took off about everybody a big, pretty good group met at my house about ten a.m. on Friday. We uh, caravan down there. Uh, they helped me get set up. I had things in pretty good shape, probably as good a shape as I've had. And being that I'm not uh, technically employed at the moment, so I was able to get down last weekend, and I had my ducks in a row here at home. So we got down, and had some time to play. Uh, had our meeting cooked and ate on Saturday night was uh, or on Friday night. Uh, had a great time. 
and uh, I think there was 22 of us turned out. And uh, 22, 23 were there on on Friday night. There's always some people that drop out, and that's an interesting thing, and that's something I want to touch on here. Uh, and uh, we wake up Saturday morning, did some yoga, some meditation, cooked some breakfast, had some pancakes and sausage, hang around, let the rest of the people roll in, and uh, and it just gets to be really cool. We got some tables set up, we got a fire going. Uh, we're out in the backyard of the cabin. We're way back tucked into Hoosier National Forestry, uh, safe and protected. Uh, there's nobody bumps into us, and it's just a really, really, really cool energy back in there. Um, we don't really have any lunch. People bring snacks and. Uh, Shane makes a heck of a, this Santa Fe soup, uh, of which I didn't get any of this year. Somehow or another, I missed both batches being cooked. Uh, guys go over to the pond about a quarter mile away. So the property lays out, it's a, the main piece of property is like 42 and a half acres. So one cabin, the main cabin, the log cabin, the one we built in 99 is on one corner of that 40 acres. It's a 24, 20 by 40 log cabin. It's got a half loft upstairs. Uh, we've got eight beds up there. They're like dormitory-sized beds. One of them is actually six dormitory-sized beds and then some bunk beds. And um, then on the opposite corner is uh, the original piece of property, the original cabin, and, and there's a pond over there also. Uh, we call that cabin over there the chalet. It's a small A-frame. I think it's something like 20 by 12, uh, three-story, really really neat. And, and that's what I, where I grew up hunting at. We're going over, and Dad and some of his buddies built that. Uh, and I'm not exactly sure of the time frame. It's sometime 1970s, early 70s anyway. Um, and after we got the log cabin done, the chalet sitting over there, uh, we actually stayed in the chalet a bit while we were building the main cabin. And uh, once we got that cabin, t- you know, the main cabin high enough, tall enough that uh, you could, uh, we pull a tarp over top of it and we slept in it. Once we Then we started staying actually in the main cabin while we were building it. We just went down there on weekends. We would work. We started on uh, August the seventh of nineteen ninety nine. We had it weather tight November the seventh of ninety nine. So in three months, we're basically working weekends, primarily Dad and myself and my brother. Uh, we did have friends come down, and and somebody was with us a lot of weekends too. You know, helping paint logs or, or or doing something, just providing manpower, helping out. Um, we had that thing under roofing or weather tight in, in three months. Uh, but anyway, on that other side, once we got the cabin done and all that, we ended up buying that property next to us, which was the 40. Why we ended up having the 42 and a half acres, and uh, that was connected and had that the chalet on it. it. Was a friend of dad's owned that piece of property, and, and that's who they dug a pond over there. So we go over to the pond and um, and fish and swim and uh, hang around over there. I have a couple like little four wheelers, a tractor, and. Um, Another guy brings his little side-by-side down. Most people, it's kind of funny, as our group is going, uh, we're starting to be a lot more health-conscious and people are wanting to walk, and there's really not too many people that are, you know, occasionally you have some people that are not capable of making that kind of distance across that 40 acres from one corner to the other, which is really not that far. It's like three-eighths of a mile or so. Uh, But it's through the woods, and so a lot of people can't make that little hike, and this year uh, everybody could pretty much make that hike, which is kind of cool, and so a lot of people want to. They actually choose to walk that now instead of taking the vehicles, which is an interesting turn of events because it used to be a little bit of like a caravan and people over there because nobody wanted to walk. What a change a few years makes. So then around noon when everybody rolls in, I uh, have a little opening meeting. Uh, technically, like this year, I had two of them, sort of, because there were so many of us there Friday night. 
uh, have to look at how I'm going to do the agenda from here on out. But uh, we have a little opening meeting, a little opening meditation, prayer, set some intentions. My, uh, I try to have a theme for each one this year. I pulled the theme off of my yoga teacher training, and it was uh, really come, seemed, at least seemed to me, and here's the way I'll go with it, whether if it's actually true or not. Uh, a lot of it was anchored in the uh, Don Miguel Ruiz uh, book, The Voice of Knowledge, and it is a lot about the storyteller and the lies we tell ourselves and who we think we are and who we think we're not, which basically always ends up putting us where we're uh, – better than or less than and and essentially apart from you and, and uh so i use that for a theme and i give a little lead and we uh we have a share and, and i do these meetings as participation meetings you don't get to come here and not share uh in a traditional 12-step meeting you know sharing is voluntary um i really do encourage everybody now i wouldn't just flat out make somebody share but the, so far that has actually worked out where i've just asked that everybody share and everybody feels safe enough that they can you know and some guys you got to ring the bell on. Uh, we had 32 people around the fire on Saturday night, and uh, that was a four-hour meeting. If everybody goes five minutes, uh, that ends up being like almost a three-hour meeting if you just went tail end to tail end of shares. And we had to get up and take uh, restroom breaks and fill up coffee and do other things. So that ended up being a four-hour meeting, and it was really cool. I mean, I won't take anything away from it. Uh, it's worth every minute. I also had some other activities in the evening on Saturday night, but as this thing grows and that sharing time gets longer and longer, it kind of cuts into the other activities that I have on uh, on on Saturday night. Uh, we did a drum circle on the first couple ones and where we all sit around and played instruments, and whether if you were a musician or not, you can uh, you can beat on a drum or beat on a bucket lid or or something, and, and everybody kind of joins in and gets a rhythm going with one another, and it's a really neat experience. But, but when you finish a meeting at 11.30 p.m., uh, and you start it at 7.30, the drum circle and the marshmallows and s'mores and all that really weren't in the in the, in the the schedule anymore, so I'll have to take a look at that as this thing continues to grow. And in fact, I, I think I've actually reached the limit of what's actually doable. Um, we have a couple outhouses, one at each cabin, uh, that restroom limitation is pretty tough. Um, a lot of guys talk about they don't like to use it, and and like they'll do almost like wait all weekend. And I now I don't do that. I've grown up using outhouses all my life. It doesn't bother me one bit. And our outhouse is pretty nice, to be honest. But um, our outhouses have heat and light. Now you didn't need no heat this time around, but uh, they're nice. But it does smell like an outhouse. So that's a limitation, and then like that sharing thing of that, uh, want everybody to participate. That actually puts a limit on it, you know. Having 32 people around that campfire, uh, that was that, and you know, at some point we started seeing who. Uh, I I don't really want to, and if I do, if I did during the interview phase of this podcast, uh, I did, but I'm just not going to let that cat out of the bag. There's a couple things I do down there that I'd rather not be uh, broadcasting right now because I plan on continuing to use those over and over again. And for new people, that's cool. Speaking of new people, there were uh, there were 11 people coming to the to the to the uh, 11 people in their first year of recovery coming to the retreat this time around. Uh, it was supposed to be 12, and one didn't make it. So I'll talk about that a little bit ago, a little bit too. So we had 32 men in recovery gathered around this campfire eating awesome food. Uh, we had steak and potatoes for Friday night. We have a friend of ours is a, we got a few cooks and chefs in our uh, group, and one of them smoked some Boston butt. And we had uh, that in our in, in, for our meat on Saturday night, and everybody, a few people pitched in and, and had side, some really n- nice side dishes. Uh, 
we were practicing, you know, everybody was authentic. They could actually be themselves out there. They're sharing vulnerable things, sharing things you probably wouldn't hear inside the four walls of the uh, recovery rooms where we usually meet. Uh, we're all working to become better versions of ourselves. We're all in a similar trajectory, uh, just trying to deepen our connection with one another and and become you know uh, compare ourselves to who we were yesterday or day, not who somebody else is today. Um, we had uh, I think if I'm if I'm right, the the guy that was like the youngest in his recovery was 78 days sober. Uh, the guy who's the most uh, celebrated 35 years last weekend. So that's a pretty good swath across. And the the Bill Wilson in his book said this is a, a, we're a group who would normally not mix. Uh, that's for sure here too. I mean, there's a lot of said it, but if you look around that room, man, and or around the room, I joke around. Uh, we used to we used to be we used to meet in a bigger room at the church we meet in, and it was a high ceiling, and we had a little line in there that said, "Please speak loudly so that everyone may hear you, as this is a big room." Well, I say the same thing in here because we're outside, and the wind is blowing, and the generator's humming, and. And guys kind of will lower their voices. I can, I, I've been accused of it too. Uh, will lower my voice while I'm sharing something. Uh, mood strikes me, and you can't hear. So I always say that's a big room. So anyway, we're all around that room. Uh, you look around, and man, it is. It's a, it runs from uh, all ages and all um, all socioeconomic backgrounds, really. Huh, so where am I gonna go from there? You will hear a little intro on this, and this podcast might be a little long. So, um, so what I wanted to do is I took the recording equipment down there, and I sit down and had people come up to the microphone and talk to me, uh, and share a little bit about what they were what they were hearing, what they were receiving, what they thought about the retreat, just any kind of just help bring this retreat energy to you guys. And uh, there's a couple people in there that talk about it, so I'm not going to go on at length than that. What I will share with you is that. Um, uh, you'll hear me say th- thank you for allowing me to participate in my recovery and, and hosting that retreat is really a way uh, is a really strong way I get to participate in my recovery along with this podcast unique ways I get to participate in my recovery it uh, really deepened my insurance that I have uh, when it comes to uh, my recovery you know it, it, it's kind of an insurance policy on staying sober So the people out there, too, I thank them for participating in their recovery by showing up. It's not an easy thing, especially for those guys, like the people who are early in recovery. Maybe this is their first men's retreat, and they're coming out to someplace in the middle of no place with some dudes who are pretty damn strong in their recovery and, quite frankly, are pretty can be kind of intimidating. And we've even been accused of being cliquish. Uh, I take exception to that. I think the disease is what's causing that cliquish thought. Uh, it's it's not that we're clickish. It's that those people are having a heck of a time coming in, and that's uh, that's understandable. And any any reason the disease can give you, uh, I liken it to a parasite. It's a hijacks your operating system. People don't know they're doing what they're doing, um, but they frankly that that parasite just got them and is saying, "Don't go there. That's going to be good. You know, that's going to be bad for me." Uh, as your disease and as the person in the in the in the the piece of you that wants to keep on using alcohol and dope, um, going there is not going to be conducive to me continuing to get high and drunk. 
So I commend those guys who come for the first time, and I also commend the guys who keep coming back. Some of them are, uh, you know, we're doing this year after year, so they're starting to know what to do down here and know where I have things when we need to, like, can you get me this? And they know where it's at, and they know how to put things back away. So it's also making it a lot easier on me. At the same time, I'm getting better at allowing people to help me. Uh, this year the food was a lot easier because I allowed so, much, so many people to help me do that. Um so it just keeps on it just keeps on getting better and stronger in my opinion uh i do worry a little bit of it you know i don't know can you just keep on doing this thing over i mean i'm sure there are some things like this that are just year in year out for a long long time um but that's getting into that future stuff that i'm supposed to be avoiding so i won't what i will say though is there's certain people um and I share about this, uh, and it's not to hurt the people's feelings because some of them may be listening to this that, uh, that I'm speaking about, and I'll leave the names out of it. Uh, those of us that are in the tight circles and stuff will know who I'm talking about, and, and I think we have to do this to some extent. Uh, I, I, I don't much care for uh, uh, sugarcoating a lot of things. Um, sometimes when this, this disease is deadly, man, you sugarcoat it, you die. Uh, at best, you're in a jail or, or going crazy or, you know, and, and the fact of the matter is we hurt everybody that's in our periphery, be it children, parents, employers, anybody around us, we hurt them when we are continuing to use. So uh, I'm just going to call this disease what it is, and that's deadly, and I'm going to talk about it in that fashion. As such, uh, people do not, you know, there's um, three or four, there's three people that Man, I'm, and I might be careful about the the, the the quantities. But anyway, there was a few people who dropped out of the retreat. They sign up and they decide later on that it's not they don't want to go. I've had a couple uh, you know a couple people speak of that that they didn't feel like they could connect with us. Once again, I think that's the disease. But then again, man, if you're not if you're not connecting, then you know I'm gonna have to give you a little bit of the benefit of it out there too. But but I don't really think that's what's going on. Uh, I think the disease is walking people back out. Uh, so we have these people that can't come, you know, and what they're doing, you know, you either get to come in here and tear down the walls and become more connected with us, with your fellows, with these people, not just with us or wherever you're finding this, you know, if it's in a yoga community or wherever you're finding this community, this connection with these other human beings that are on the same trajectory you are. Uh, and so if you're, you're either tearing down the wall of vulnerability and, and, and becoming closer in with these people or you're stepping away from them, you know. And I watch people that say that, you know, one guy said he feels like he's being pushed out by the group. Well, it's kind of, you know, my what I'm seeing is is that the group is standing here and he is walking away looking at us, accusing us of pushing him out. Uh, we're the very group that, that helped him more than anybody else has ever helped him. We are the ones that picked him up and lifted him through his first year or so of recovery, and he feels like we're now pushing him out. Uh, I'm just not – I'm just not going with that. My, uh, pardon me on that bing. I'm going to have to uh, turn off the, put the do not disturb on that thing. Um, another fellow is going to continue to uh, stay in recovery, but just not join up with us. And he dropped out of the retreat. And uh, and, and I don't think anybody, I, don't, I, think, I think the parasite has got these folks. I don't think that there's anything they're doing consciously. We even had a fellow who uh, drove all the way down. And uh, you, when you get back to my place, and, I, and we have it that way on purpose to some level, we want it to somewhat look like you're at the end of the world. I don't, I don't necessarily want it to look like someplace that you, is inviting you to come further. 
and I put together a map and, and I tell people that, or at least I surely try. And I, when I ask my other friends, they say, yeah, man, you're clear about that. And you get to this point and you dri- keep driving. When you think you've gone too far, keep going. I mean, this place is back in there. And uh, he drove out and he stopped at, uh, we call it, we have an orange traffic barrel out in the front and, it, and it's to keep people from driving down this hill to where the gate is. Because if you drive down to where the gate is and you can't get through the gate, then you're going to have to back up this hill. There's no way to turn around and go up. And so I try to stop people from making that mistake by putting that barrel out there. And that we, uh, you know, this place is primarily a hunting club and, and, and it's a family thing and we call it the Fargo Hunt Club. Um. So I got it posted like that. That come from uh, reading some magazines. Quality deer management is one of them, and one of the ways to help yourself. Uh, this is another cat out of the bag thing, but a way to help yourself cut down on trespassers is to post your property as a hunting club because people don't know how many members you got, and how many people are coming to a hunting club. Uh, if it just says no trespassing and it looks, you know, like nobody's been around lately, uh, chances of going in there and running into somebody are probably pretty slim. You come to a hunting club, especially in hunting season. Uh, good chance you're going to be running into somebody. So anyway, we have it posted as a hunting club. It's got pulled down there, saw that, and uh, turned around. And the map that I have has the name of the hunting club on it. You know, it calls it that. Um, the map has, it points out the orange barricade and says, you know, uh, you know, shows you to go past that and keep coming back to the cabin. Pardon me, I'm going to have to sneeze or something. Boom, it passed. So this guy did that, and he turned around and come home. Uh, he could not ride back in there. A couple years ago, we had a guy, and he drove back in there, and uh, and he shared in a Saturday night meeting later on in the day that he had uh, he had wanted to turn around. But once he got past that point I was just talking about, there was no place to turn around. So he kept on driving, hoping to turn around, and then he got all the way down there to where we were. We saw him. We talked to him. We caught him. And he said at that point he was stuck, you know, and uh, like, damn it. So he stayed, and he didn't even, couldn't even tell us that. But he did actually share that at the meeting, you know. And you saw him, he, you know. So some people have breakthroughs at these events, you know. You see them lighten up. You see their moods. They'll be different people after this extra level of connection. And um, it's just, it's just that's one of the what's one of the ways I get to participate in my recovery. That's an intangible to be able to be whatever small part of that. Uh, I like to say uh, instrument in the master hand in the master's hand, right? Um, by walking this path and, and sharing my recovery with other people. So you see these people who can't seem to come. Uh, another another gentleman had something happen in his family. You know, I kind of get it. But, um, you know, what can you really do from home, right? So many of these situations are powerless, and you just you take that opportunity to check out and not, and not show up for yourself. Uh, alcoholic addicts, we tend to have this, especially when we get sober, man, we got this little bit of a, well, I think we have it the whole time, but this little bit of a martyr mentality. Um, you know, well, I can't, I will stay home, you know, and, uh, such and such happened. I had a friend that, that's got some problems with his wife's or his, uh, mom's health is, is declining, you know? And, and he called me and talked to me about maybe skipping a retreat, man. And, and I think the opposite needed to happen. This is like when you need to be at the retreat, not when you need to be skipping it. There's nothing going to happen to her that you can do anything about, man. We are powerless over this stuff and, and people's health declining. Um, there's nothing that would happen that he could make any, you know, that he could really do anything about. If it was that critical, there would be no decision to make that, that would change any outcomes. And more likely, any decision that maybe they come up with wanting to ask about 
would be uh, would uh, get in the phone call and it distracts distracting me. That's everything I need to put my uh, phone on. Do not disturb when I'm recording these podcasts. Um, anything that happened, any decisions could wait till Monday. You know, or it's a weekend. You don't have time to 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 invest in your own recovery. It's going to be mighty tough for you to stay sober. You know, you're early on in getting clean and stuff, and 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 you see people do it. The ones that uh, you know, there's some truth to that. Meeting makers make it, especially early on, man. You get your butt in a meeting a lot. What you're not doing is out in your head. You're in a meeting. You're connecting. You're making that connection with people. So uh, we drop off of that as we get some time under our belt, and we start thinking we don't need to go to things as much, and I can do without this one. And and you know, you can really look forward to some event coming up, and and talk yourself out of going. Uh, even when you've been there before and you know it's good for you, uh, it just surprises me. Um, cunning, baffling, powerful, insidious, insanity, the things that will allow you to pull yourself away from your recovery. Um, but 32 men didn't, and they showed up, and they showed up for themselves, and we had a great time, man, and you'll see the bonds, and that's the other thing, man. We'll grow closer, and that's where some of this clickiness comes from, these clickiness uh, accusations is that some of us are participating in our recovery, and we're bonding with one another, and others are not, and they are jealous of that fact. And even the ones that don't know that's what's going on, they come in and are new, they see that energy that we have between ourselves, between one another, uh, that bond, and it feels clickish, and they feel like they can't come in. Fact of the matter is, we're all standing there with our arms open, and I'm trying to do a better job every day of every time I see somebody who is not standing inside a circle. You'll see it like after the meetings, like the lone guys that'll be over by themselves and trying to figure out a way. Man, uh, I got a job. One of my jobs today is make sure that guy gets into my circle or somebody's circle anyway, uh, so that he's not standing there alone. There shouldn't be ever anybody standing alone after one of these meetings. Uh, so we try to pull them in. I always say, and, and uh, you'll hear this in some interview portion too, I always try to find a couple people to invite that are not necessarily inside our inner circle either. Uh, that's more of higher power doing. It comes to me, but I'm actually keeping my eyes open for it this time. And and, and they're on the mic, so I'd say their name, Marshall and, my, uh, Marshall and Mark, both came down, and they're uh, from about an hour outside of Louisville. And uh, they showed up for their recovery this weekend, man. They did it together, and they both said, you know, had the other one not come with them, they probably would have found a reason to back out. But they had each other keeping one another accountable, and they showed up. And I think that they, uh, you know, they're better for it. Uh, And you hear them talk about it here in just a little bit. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to string together some of these interviews. And my first little thing is the intro. You'll hear that uh, from on location in the backyard at the the Fargo Hunt Club uh, at Spurt 6. You'll hear a lot of the same, or you know, some of the same thing I've said here, but uh, you know, repetition, 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 right? <laughs> I guess I'll hang my hat on that. So, thank you all for uh, for listening to me. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Once again, spiritualunderground.org. You can listen to that. You can go there, see pictures. Probably gonna have some pictures of the retreat. I'm trying to figure out about how to get that okayed by the people on at the retreat, um, but I'll do that. And um, but you can also see the people that are being interviewed in the in the guests uh, on the podcast. So uh, you can go there, spiritualunderground.org. There's a contact me page. You can contact me. The uh, the music wrapped around here, and you'll hear little pieces of music in between each one of these intros and that kind of thing, or in between these little interviews. Uh, is Darren Frank? Um, wanting more information on his music? Contact me. I'll let you. Uh, I'll get you in contact with him. And um, 
12 Step Spiritual Recovery, book by Christopher James Christopher Cohn, is out on Amazon. Go out there and read that. That's how uh, these 32 guys are getting the juice in their lives. It allows us to show up and participate in our lives like never before. Uh, very little was talked about drinking or drugging this weekend other than it was something we did in our past. Today we're trying to figure out how to live full, fully and, and productively and, and authentically and stand in our integrity and have be vulnerable and, and put the shame behind us and uh, walk through this life with our uh, with our shoulders back and our head up and uh, being, the, being the person that the universe uh, has created us to be. Thank you all for listening to me. Thank you all for uh, listening to this thing. We're approaching. We're, we just keep on climbing into listening, uh, listeners, and, and, and I really just uh, enjoy it immensely. Uh, it's a flow thing to be behind the microphone. There's two things that make me feel happier than anything I do today, and one of them is doing these podcasts, and one of them is doing that woodwork, and I get to do both of them in the same building a lot of times. So thank you all for allowing me to participate in my recovery in this manner today. Hope you enjoy these little clips and this uh, intro and take some of this energy out of this uh, retreat we have. Peace out. Hey, welcome to the Spiritual Underground Podcast, coming to you from Spurt 6. It is Friday night, we've got a fair handful of guys here. I haven't counted a head count just yet, but uh, we're going to guess someplace near a dozen. Uh, got the fire going, waiting to start cooking some supper here in just a little bit. Guys are sitting around the picnic table, uh, talking about kid raising and this kind of thing. So let's get to this a little bit. Um, 2016, I had a um, an idea. Uh, my home group had been uh, doing a did a uh, a retreat in Bernheim Forest here locally, and it was outside the counties I was allowed to go to since I was on home incarceration. So I had to miss out on that one. Uh, they had a little bit of problem with like privacy and different things, and so we uh, I got to thinking about it and thought, you know what, man, I got a place out in the country where we could do a retreat, and it seemed like a little far, and it's also kind of primitive, and I was you know self doubting and wondering if anybody would like to come and that kind of thing. Um, so I did a kind of a trial run. The Indiana State Convention was being held in French Lake, which is about 20 minutes north of uh, where the cabin is. And uh, half a dozen of us came or something like that, and we spent the night and went up to the went up there, and everybody had a good time and uh, decided to uh, think about having that retreat, that the spring retreat in 2016, have it here. And I did pull that off. Uh, had 16 or so people come, I think, if I remember the head count right. And uh, we just had a fantastic time, and I've been doing two a year since then. So that's uh, I did a spring one that year and a fall, and then a spring and fall again. And I uh, did not do a fall one last year because of uh, I was in that home in that yoga teacher training. So today I'm going to be. Uh, this is the sixth one, and uh, not sixth annual, but the sixth spurt retreat. So we're going to uh, sit around here, and I'll probably have some people talk in and do some live from spurt over this weekend. Might be a little convoluted here and there, but I'm going to have some people sit down, maybe get five minutes here, five minutes there, and uh, put this thing together. So I hope you all enjoy it once again. Uh, you can go out to spiritualunderground.org. I'm probably going to have pictures of this retreat on there. Uh, we're kind of like throwing our anonymity away and uh, got to be a little bit more less anonymous in order to uh, share what we have here. So if everybody's on board with that, there may be pictures and that kind of thing on the spiritualunderground.org of the retreat. Uh, these getting out and doing these things together just builds a deeper connection and just uh, every time somebody ends up with a... Uh, 
Every time somebody ends up with a, the coffee, hang on just a second, I'll just make it live. Hey, would somebody turn them burners down on that coffee? Please, you gotta be real careful. See, the coffee's boiling over, we're about time to get that going. So I will sign off and I'll put a pause button on this thing, man, and we will pick it up here and there throughout the weekend. Uh, peace out for now. Good morning. We are sitting here on Saturday morning of Spurt 6. Uh, my plan this weekend was to sit down and have uh, people sit down with me at the microphone and just do three or five minutes or something or talk about what these kind of retreats and uh, what these get-togethers mean to them or, or really anything that's on their mind at the, day, at, at the time. So uh, on this Saturday morning as everybody's rolling out of bed and people are standing around drinking coffee and we got the fire going and uh, kind of waiting for everybody to roll out one by one, uh, I've got Nick sitting here with me to talk for a minute on what he has to say so you welcome as the first guest this morning on the uh spurt six podcast good morning dan yeah man this is a special place to me i've been up here a number of times and uh something magical always happens up here uh i was sharing this last night around the fire um i have kind of a routine when i pull into this place i get a couple miles away and I start shutting down all modern technology, start turning off the phone, turning off the radio, even the air conditioner, roll the windows down, start becoming one with this because to me, the outside rules just don't really apply here. This is a place where we get real deep spiritually and uh, things that might be a weakness out in the real world become powerful here being vulnerable with each other yeah really telling the truth um showing our weakness that that's the things that just really get powerful here and really change lives and so i just love getting into that mindset love disconnecting from all of those uh outside stressors and deliberate manufacturers of misery yeah none of that here no or you got to work for it yeah, yeah, you really gotta you gotta want to be miserable when you're here. It, yeah. it does not come naturally to me here. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you know this atmosphere, and uh, and I don't know what the difference really is why, but when we're in those walled rooms in town and stuff, it really is just a totally different energy, you know. And here, you I feel you know that safeness and that like, uh, and you just hear people talking and sharing and stuff that I don't normally hear. You know, you won't necessarily hear in town. Yeah, well, and I, I've been camping and backpacking and stuff most of my life um to me there's not much more uh, profound spiritual experience to be had than a group of men sitting around a fire cooking meat amen that's just that's something that is thousands of years old yep yep and it, it does seem to really connect me with a part of my soul that um doesn't get connected to without that stuff yeah right yeah, it, it, it cuts deep. An ancient spiritual tradition as old as they can come. I'm probably before even speeches. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it around. just it does seem to um, uncover things in me that you know. It, I'm sure I could connect to some other way, but it's pretty easy to connect to that here. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for sitting down here. We'll see how many people and how many times. And I'm not really going to have any rules up about it. I know some people maybe won't want to talk. Sure, and uh, and I'm gonna kind of maybe goad some others into maybe trying to sit down that maybe uh, probably wouldn't talk if uh, I didn't do that too. So yeah, thanks for being the first guest, man. You mean a ton to me, and uh, it's it's just a blast to be doing this. Thank you, Dan, and uh, thank you for your generosity. Thanks, man.
Welcome back, everyone. I'm going to patch these things together throughout the weekend and um, keep on recruiting guys to come sit at the microphone and give little uh, tidbits and little uh, share a little juice on what's going on here this weekend. So I've invited Shane over to share a little bit of what he's got happening in his life today. Hey, Dan. Uh, yeah, I just want to say, first off, thank you so much for hosting this. This is an amazing, amazing place to come to. Um, I think this is my fifth one. I think fourth or fifth. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember. I can't keep count, but I, I know I look forward to each and every one of them. Um, every time I've came here, I've grown more and more. Every time something else has happened, you know, and, and I've gotten more friends every time I, I get closer to somebody else I didn't think I could get close to. Um, somebody shares the experience that they never told anybody in their life, man. That, that's pretty cool stuff. Um, being vulnerable here and just hanging out with my best friends you know it's just an amazing feeling you know when uh, we were doing that meditation earlier uh, I I could hear the birds in the background and I was listening to the birds and I I used to hunt a lot I used to spend a lot of time in the woods and I I always listened to the different sounds the birds made and I knew what they were kind of talking about if you know what I mean and uh, um, today all I heard was just their happy chirps that was it They, they weren't scared of anything it was like the energy was so cool here that the the birds are even cool you know and and they weren't making their little alarm chirps and different different noise they make when they see people and things like that Type yeah. noises coming yeah, from Yeah, I'm getting morning. goosebumps right now. Just yeah. thinking about that because it was just really cool that the energy was so cool that they didn't even bother them. They were they were enjoying it too, man. That was a cool little experience I had here for real. Yeah. Um, the the meditation we had yesterday where we uh, went inside and went to a place and um, where we were hurt when we were younger, you know, and, and as a child and uh, console that child. Yeah. yeah, that was a cool experience. I, yeah, I no doubt. I've been thinking about that for a while and. I was hoping somebody would get something out of it, and it sounded like a couple of people did. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Next up, we got Jesse. He's come over to uh, share a little bit about what's going on. We just got done with breakfast a little while ago, and Shane come over and shared and uh, run a few people through. We should be uh, having the last few people. Looks like our car's coming down the driveway right now, uh, coming in and. Um, then we'll have our opening, our true opening meeting and meditation, and uh, and and actually move forward with programming all weekend. Uh, what's going on, Jesse? Hey guys, um, day two here, I guess. Woke up a little bit slow today. It was a juicy night last night, and I think the sleep did me really good. But uh, the one thing I see so far this time is uh, the interconnectedness of everything. Um, you know, I, I shared early at the meeting last night, and by the time 20 other people shared, I had a, I could have shared about five or ten more things that I didn't at the beginning, and it just made me realize how similar we all are, and um, how just this environment and being out in nature and, and aligning with nature helps us to align with each other and just bring out some of that... Uh, that energy that normally wouldn't come out when you're in a church basement or otherwise a, yeah. a formal public building of some sort. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier too. There's some walls inside those walls create some different energy that's kind of uh, closes you down and out here in the great wide open. I think it actually does. It opens my heart and opens me, opens my spirit up to be able to share and, and, and do some things I can't do in those uh, 
enclosures. And it was quick too. You know, we jumped right in. Uh, sometimes there's a little bit of introduction and all this. And yeah, and most of us know each other too. We always have a couple. Like we got two people here today that a lot of people don't know. And I always, it's always on my heart somehow or another to invite some people that are not necessarily uh, normal regulars. And, and I always just run with that, you know. And uh, matter of fact, uh, Brian is. Uh, one of the guys who was invited last time around it was kind of on the outside you know mm-hmm. not, and now here he is back again so that's yeah, cool with, uh, you could see the hesitance in him but he he made it you yeah. know and i think he's uh happy for well, that, you talking you know? about brian l yeah i'm talking about brian d was uh, here last uh, time yeah, okay. and he was one of the ones that was brand new this is actually the first time that brian l has been here so yeah so and he brought the juice right off the, the bat yeah I like to do a little count and see how many people are here for the first time. I did do a little count and saw that we have 12 people in their first year of sobriety, which is, uh, the, the number doesn't surprise me, the number 12, and it's cool to have, I mean, again, what people get to have in uh, coming into things like this and uh, uh, get-togethers like this in early recovery is, you know, that's something special. Yes, sir. I just enjoy being here again. I was here uh, in the fall and the spring of 2017, so it's been two years. Has it? Yeah. And, um, you know, you just don't get this kind of experience or opportunity in a lot of places. Yeah. I'm blown away that I get to do this. Right. Cool, man. Well, thank you for sitting down for a minute. Uh, Looks like somebody else pulled in. I'm trying to somewhat manage the up. That's great. So cool. Cool. He's supposed to have the food, so hopefully he come in with the meat and my anxiety can be subsided (laughs) now that I know the food is here. Thanks, Jesse. Love you, buddy. Hey, guys, sitting down again. Got uh, Brandon, the original juice man, sitting here with me this time. So uh, we'll see uh, what he has to say about his experience so far at Spurt 6. What's going on, Brandon? How are you doing? good i'm good yeah so this is my first uh first spiritual first spurt spurt my first spurt (laughs) it's the sixth one but it's my first one and and it's my first one because the first five that you guys did i wasn't as connected with you gentlemen as i am today and i think i was always invited but The place that I was at in my recovery at the time, you know, sitting, uh, I guess probably when you started them, I was somewhere between 14 years sober and 16 years sober. You know, I'm 16 years sober now, so I think it was somewhere around 14. During that point of my recovery, I had uh, slipped into the, I was dry. I was drier, I was, I was pretty dry, you know. Um, I had slipped into this mindset that, you know, I fell in, you know, a lot of my attention went to work and the family and uh only was doing the bare minimum for my for my program and uh just didn't feel like i could devote an entire weekend to it because at that time my mindset was focused on other things you know and so that's why i missed the first you know uh first five i believe um but i finally you know snapped out of it last year and uh kind of realized that uh i was miserable you know and it was it was strange it was a strange uh i think i think at least i think what i'm talking about now is the reason why i'm here you know it started last year um because uh i had a good life on paper you know i got money i got a business i got a you know a beautiful wife who loves me uh two beautiful kids you know i got friends 
but I was still miserable and I couldn't figure out why I'm so damn miserable, you know, and uh, it's because I was working all the time, you know, work had become my, you know, my main priority and not to say my higher power, but essentially, you know, it was, it was taking, you know, uh, first, it, it was, it was, it was getting all of my attention. So it, essentially it kind of was, um, you know, but then finally snapped out of it and realized I needed to get back, you know, closer to the center of the boat in AA. And, uh, and you guys made that very easy uh, and, very, and very attractive to want to, to do that. And so that's why I'm here today because of the last six, eight, nine, ten months, however long it's been now since I've, you know, recommitted, you know, to the program, you know, on a deeper level, you know, I've started uh, making better decisions and choices, you know, and taking, you know, actions to uh, – to connect with you guys each individually in a lot of ways, but also, you know, in these, you know, I've been saying yes to, to all these group things that, that we've been doing. And so that's why I'm here. I'm here to uh, experience my first spurt and to deepen my connection with, with my, my buddies. Cause you know, I've been, I've done a lot of these kinds of things over my, the course of my sobriety and they're always good. I mean, it's always a soul enriching you know, bond, uh, forming, you know, really good time. Um, and I've, and I know that. And so I had no doubt and zero doubts that the rest of this weekend is going to be awesome as well, because it's just, it just is. Anytime you get, you know, a collective, you know, group like, like us all on the same pathway, you know, deep, you know, shutting out the world and deepening their bonds, you know, together for a whole weekend, um, only good things are going to come from it. Yeah, like there bad, just yeah. is no bad scenario. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just all yeah. good. Yeah. So that's why I'm here. You know, to help continue on experiencing the 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 good, the best of the, all the good stuff available. So that's it. Awesome, Brandon. Thank story. you for sitting down for a few minutes with us, uh, man. I'm gonna keep on seeing. I'm gonna jump up and see a couple, check on a couple things, and make sure everything's going. See if I can't sure. get a few more of these before the official meeting. noon meeting begins. Yeah. Love you, Brandon. You too, bro. Hey, everybody. I uh, wrangled up another guest over here. He's a first-time spurt attendee. And uh, and actually, there's sometimes, for whatever reason, uh, every time I get led as I do these things, somebody will come into my life and uh and i'll get led to invite them when they're not really in part of the in crowd thing not the in crowd but they're just not my home group members you know mostly this is home group members of spiritual underground and uh, and uh marshall here and mark had started coming to the spiritual underground and uh i don't know i just felt led to like add them in and throw an invite their way to see if they wanted to come and join us for this weekend and uh, marshall's sitting here going to share a little bit with us and thanks dan for uh inviting us uh really appreciate it. i was super excited whenever um mark uh texted me and said hey this guy out of the blue kind of short notice he said but uh, uh dan has invited us to come out to the uh retreat and i was ecstatic it was like uh i was excited and i was also nervous but more excited so i really appreciate that thanks for uh inviting me here yeah um, man so has anything stuck out in particular or uh so far since we've got you came early yesterday you got here around uh, same time everybody most time come in what was it noonish one-ish someplace in that neighborhood early afternoon mm-hmm. um, got your tent set up yeah uh just the uh, fellowship that we've been uh, uh having has been great 
Um, what, what stuck out to me uh, so far, it's still early, but uh, was the when we did the after the meeting yesterday, the Lord's Prayer. Oh, yeah. And uh, just the unison that everybody um, did that with. And it was just fantastic. It was just all one voice. And it was just, it just gave me uh, chills. And uh, I just felt just, I don't know, like, you know, the energy just 10 times right there it was it was great yeah man cool well, i'm really glad you guys came uh we'll keep on touching base i'm just gonna wrangle people up as we go and i am kind of specific particularly interested in hearing some people that have not been here before and their their take on it uh these retreats you know being the host of them is one thing you know but i also watch people grow and i always see people uh there's a little transformation that happens here over these weekends, and uh, and I get to kind of be a part of it. And actually, you know, uh, as facilitator of these things, get to have a little of the credit of participating in my recovery in that way as I get to give back what this place has uh, meant to me over the years. You know, this is a very sacred spot to me, this this area out here. And uh, I've been coming here since I was, since someplace in 1969, 1970. I'm a 1969 model. I've been coming here all my life, even before I remember it. I can uh, go over around the pond and the pine trees that are around the pond. A lot of them I remember going around with a little red wagon behind my dad, and we planted those pine trees as, like, just little sticks. You know, and now they're actually, some of them are reaching their lifetime. It was a, it was an erosion control thing is what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was, it just was, everything was just washed away. Topsoil was washed away, and pines was the only thing that would really grow, they said. So, whoops. So, they plant, we planted those over around the pond. Now they're, mature, a lot of them are mature trees actually dying because they're mature uh cool man sure th- appreciate you sitting down with me for a minute man and we will uh continue to do this all weekend you've created a very serene place you ought to be proud yeah man thanks Marshall. thanks Dan. hey welcome y'all again we're uh back at we just had our afternoon opening meeting a little out of bounds a little bit it's not a, not out of bounds really um i'm this thing is stretched out to three days and and i really always do noon to noon on saturday to sunday so really noon on saturday is really the big opening thing that's when everybody is present uh so we try to get to doing that and another guest we've added over here you've heard frank just not too long ago asked him to sit down and give a little share a little his experience and uh what he's feeling today here at spurt six hi frank hey dan um I gotta say, my first thought was, I want to be on a uh, look at the microphone. So I had a moment of like a freeze, but uh, I just like to say that because it's the truth. But like I've been coming to most of all of these spurts, and for me, they just like just keep getting better. Um, I gotta say that you know just a couple things. You know, I mean, it's just obviously all the camaraderie and. I feel I've never felt so close to a bunch of men as I feel to you guys. Yeah, I mean it's no just doubt. beautiful, you know. And it's kind of odd to feel myself love all these guys too. It's different for me, but um, and that gives me chills just talking about it. But it's an it's like an experience like no other. It's kind of almost hard to describe. Uh, we had a kind of a gathering this you know this morning or afternoon and did some meditations and everybody shared you know and it, it occurred to me. You know, and what kind of a gathering, if anything like that, you know, have I ever experienced every person shared personal and ex- powerful stuff? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think there was one bullshitter in the group. No I doubt. really don't think there was. Um, the gloves come off. Yeah, they do, buddy. And I tell you, you know, um, 
one of the things that happened to me, I always learned some stuff about myself. Me too. Deeper. Yeah. Deeper, you know, and I've been going into my childhood and re-looking at some of this stuff that first I maybe thought, oh, I've dealt with this a hundred times now, but I can still see it play in my life. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I almost need a notepad. I really am. I'm almost almost a little bit like uh, thinking that, but I, and, and it's another one of these things where I don't want to look, the same as what uh, Christopher shared about not wanting to move out of the sunlight, you know, you know yeah, my yeah, head yeah. talking great. to me, you know. That's great. Uh, that same thing tells me that, that I shouldn't sit there and take notes. Mm-hmm. But I really do wish that I had, because there's some things in there that I, because it's so much sharing. You know what we have? I think 28 people here to, at, the, at that new meeting today. Right. And every single person shared something, and I can't mentally keep track of all of no, it. No, I can't either. Uh, and there was three or four things that I lost. I, they might probably bubble back up. No. But there was a couple. There was a couple things that I had intentionally tried to recall, and then I get to listening to a guy down that shares. You know, two or three more down the row. Yeah. And and I forget what that guy a few times oh, yeah. a few shares ago said oh, yeah. that I was intentionally going me too kind of thing going yeah. yeah I need to take a look at that something is resonating with me oh yeah yeah and that happened with a bunch of guys and I, I have to say I have the same experience actually now that I think about it you know because um, I come away with here with all this stuff I've heard you know and, and that's already uh, like a, just a, por- a portion of what's actually been said yeah. and then when I start living in the life like two weeks later I have even less left you yeah. know so I mean I don't know like I, I agree with notes. I'm not a very good note taker, but I can see actually, you know. Would I wouldn't be, need much to make it recall. No. You know, I'm not looking like jot down sentences and stuff, but just like a bullet point of some issue, you know, and it would jog my memory enough if I would just do that. Well, what I thought of is for me, I use I use like notes, my yeah, iCloud notes. Yeah, and I thought that's what I'll do because that always works for me. And I thought, yeah. wait a minute, everybody will think that I'm Yeah, everybody on my thinks phone. you're texting. <laughs> Because they don't think so here because no, you can't, no. you, we don't have, that's one of the other no, good things, man. When you see someone with their phone in their hand, they're either playing solitaire or <laughs> taking notes because there's no uh, there's no cell service down here where you're going to be texting or checking yeah, yeah. Google or Facebook or something. That's right. You know, a, a guy was talking about how that's a ritual for him, you know, and it gets a certain point. I guess he just turns his phone off or something, and, and that makes sense to me, too, because it's, it's really nice. Yeah, it is know? nice. And I, um, I make these little trips out to... Uh, check on people that are supposed to be here that aren't right. I'm worried about them being lost you know what I mean last night's timing was perfect because I had that feeling that somebody like I needed to check on Brian and I actually caught him when there was still time wow uh, he was up here where I could catch him and get him turned around before Got too he bad. left but we lost somebody today he didn't really lose him but he come all the way here and turned around and That's, went home you yeah know? And, it's, yeah uh, but when I'm up there what I was going at with that is I want to go up there I'm tempted to look at other shit on my phone you know, because I go up there and get that service, you know, and I have one goal, you know, I'm just looking yeah. to touch base with these one or two people, whoever I'm needing to, you know, I want to touch right. base with Bo and I want to touch, touch yeah. base with BMO, those two guys. And, uh, and I did that and then try to stay, just leave those big red bubbles on Facebook and all that alone and come right, back right, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I hear you. Cool, man. Well, thanks for sharing a few minutes My with pleasure. me, man. It's going to be fun to uh, put this little podcast. Plus, it'd be kind of neat, like a, as a as a memoir in a way, you know, to go back and listen to this someplace well, I, down I, I the pike. Wait. You know, yeah, that's going to be fun as hell. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Cool, man. Go, go. Right. I think you want to get in the pond, don't I'm you? I'm going to be swimming in the pond awesome, with the snakes. Man. That's yeah. right. I don't care. Cool, cool. You can, y'all can take that wheeler. No, I want to walk. Man. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Frank. Right now, been away from the table for about two minutes enough to get a big handful of popcorn somebody brought because the uh, few of us are doing some kind of food challenge. I really haven't been doing it, but 
Uh, I truly try to watch my diet pretty well, but this weekend I'm off the chain. I'm going to eat what I want to eat when I want to eat it. There's a lot of junk food on that table. It's hard to stay out of it. That phenomenon of craving happens. I get some of that salt. I get some of that sugar. And then I want another handful and another handful and another handful. And we got good dinner coming up tonight, too, so I don't want to overeat on all that junk either. Now I got Christopher sitting down at the podcast table here. We're just sitting up. we got a little spot backed off away from everybody. Where we can uh, take some uh, take in the some middle of the woods. I want to know how many podcasts are out there actually recording in the middle of nature like this. Yeah, we're a good ways. That'd back be an there. interesting thing to search at. I don't even. I'm not aware of any. No, I am not either. I mean, how cool would that be if a guy in Colorado is like up in the mountains and he's doing this out in the middle of the wild with somebody? I mean, yeah. that's got to be a totally different vibe for totally people to share, vibe, right? Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah, I would imagine, like right now, the birds are quiet. Earlier yeah. in the day, they were peeping and, and calling and things like that. And somebody mentioned that uh, the sounds the birds are making here are not an alarm sound. They're uh, no. calm and content Shane and said that. all that. Yeah, and, uh, and so, uh, but right now it's quiet. And what he said was to me that uh, when he used to hunt, he would actually get aligned with their um, warnings. And he could tell that something was coming by the change in their in their chirping and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. very peaceful out here, man. you got a great place. So my experience with uh, retreats, and if there's anybody in recovery or anybody out there, period, if you ever get the opportunity and get wind that there's a retreat, especially of same sex where it's all men or all women, take a risk and do this for yourself. It was one of the greatest gifts I gave me in my earliest recovery. I think I was sober about three or four years, and I was actually going to a different 12-step fellowship. I hadn't found this cool vibe you got to remember, I got sober in 83, so it was a little bit different history. Yep. Uh, they didn't talk about touchy feelings and stuff in there and inner child crap. You get kicked out of there for that. Um, but I went to another fellowship that was much more intimate and kind of sharing that we do. And um, they talked about we're going to have this retreat. We're going to go off in the Minnesota Northwoods and be up there for three days in cabins. And there's no electricity and just go rough it. And I was like, not my idea of fun. Thank you. I already had my weekends planned out, you know, and most of it's unhealthy behavior. Sitting around doing nothing, eating crappy food, watching TV, all that garbage we do. And um, um, I don't know where it changes. Just somewhere I said, well, take a risk. Dude's supposed to do new things in sobriety, right? So I go out there and um, I wouldn't say immediately because, of course, you got that condemnation prior to investigation even when you first show up. Oh, yeah. You're looking at the sleeping arrangements and you're looking at it's going to get fucking cold up in here. I'm going to keep warm, you know. It's Minnesota, right? It was like early spring, but and it was cloudy and moody and windy and sort of that drizzly rain kind of thing. Well, once we got the sharing going, that loosened everybody up, and that's typically what happens on a retreat is the first day. They're just, like, trying to leave that baggage behind from your job and your family and and then uh, that night, uh, they had the drum circle deal. And I'd never been involved in anything like that. And, of course, for any of y'all listening, your first reaction is, well, that's stupid. I'm going to get out in the woods and hit a bunch of jumping drums like, well, the you know, new age crap. And uh, yeah, I know you're thinking that. I know because I was too. And um, we didn't really bring anything. Some other people had. So I found this, like, big old uh, um, trash can, rubber trash can, <laughs> and a stick. <laughs> <coughs> we started going and we're all finding this rhythm and it's a campfire right and it's night and we're all finding this rhythm we just started going and there was like this total share we've had other ones here that sometimes it clicks sometimes it doesn't i gotta be honest this is the first time only time that i felt like it was completely clicking there's something very amazing happened in that moment very very primal connection of communication between the beats and all that and a couple of the guys were professional musicians. I think that helped to keep us on track. Absolutely. And um, 
we just went somewhere with it. And meanwhile, half the guys had already left and gone to the cabin and go sleep. And those half that left missed all that. Missed it. And then we got the idea that we, and then, and then what happened was, this is really cool, I forgot this part. After that, we all got quiet. It just, the drums, it just died, right? The whole thing died. And nobody said a word for two hours. I'm not even exaggerating. We sat there and stared in the fire, the 10 of us, 12 of us, how many it was. And we were there together and nobody said a flipping word wow. for two hours just being with the fire and nature yeah. and the spirit of what we had created with that experience. And then we all decided, okay, well, we got to get some sleep because we're going to be tore up for tomorrow. But we want to get up and see the sunset. So we went, home, we went back to the cabins. I think we slept all two or three hours, and we got up before the sun came up. And it was flipping freezing, and we all took our blankets down to the lakeside, and we all cuddled up together, about six of us. Only six of us made it for that. And we got to see the sun come up over the lake with the fog and the loons going in Minnesota and all that. Yeah, and, very cool. Um, and I will tell you that I came home from that experience with my entire energy shifted. And my spiritual growth went to another level just from one weekend. I know that sounds not possible, but I know for a fact in my early recovery that was not only that, but it's one of my fondest memories. And a lot of people in earliest recovery might be listening to this are going to say, I just want to get through this. I wish I had five years, right? I wish I had 10 years. They all say that. I wish I just were not here. And I tell them in my group, I said, you guys do not appreciate this. But when you get sober long term, you are actually look back on your first year of sobriety with a fondness because you are learning things and growing in ways that you just can't later in your sobriety, right? Because it's it's leaps and bounds, whereas later in sobriety, it's more inching ahead kind of deal. And uh, so don't rush it. Go on these deals, go on these little journeys and try these things. What do you think about all that, Dan? I think all that is awesome, man. I like the drum circle thing, and that's one of the, I went on a different spiritual thing was just a one day deal it's the first time i experienced one they waited till the sun went down they built where'd you go it was up in mount st francis down by the lake uh it's beautiful uh, uh, happy and some people had put together a thing where they had people walking those labyrinths and uh essential oils and crystals and he did a uh singing bowl meditation and and a whole bunch of different things uh there was somebody up there using using the pendulums on you you know, What's giving that? a reading, holding a chain and yeah. a pendulum crystal on you yeah. and reading energy nice. in your body and see like where the blocks and stuff were at. They were doing Reiki. So it was like a whole big bunch of like a new energy, energy type of sharing and, and different ways to like uh, look at ways to enlarge your spiritual life is what I would say. And how long were you sober at that time? Uh, I wasn't. So you must have been like dubious standing aside going, what's this? It was, it was, it was in that period of when I... Uh, had broken into that house but was waiting on the consequences and haven't found you all yet so i had some people around it's i smelled something i wanted uh-huh. and so i kept on but what i was doing i was playing sober for everybody you know i was sneaking off and doing my thing when i when i when nobody was looking but in these times i was walking in there so there was some kind of you know push pull thing going on something pulling me there but then also disease was wanting to pull me out of it at the same time we had that same rhythm thing go on, and I think the very first drum circle we did here yeah, was by far the best. I felt that the first one was uh, real good. Yeah, because it's like when nobody really knows what you're doing, mm-hmm. and, and nobody's really trying because nobody has. Yeah, so that is that that super. Once cool. again, what overthinking? It. Yeah, that's right. the deal. Yeah. You can't overthink when yeah. you're letting go like that. Yeah, and I think what's another fantastic thing here is when we looked around. You know, I know, and they're not all here today. Well, one of them is not going to make it now, so that brings it actually down to. Uh, 
11 people in their first year of recovery are here this that's weekend. That's awesome. Yeah. And we're that's like about a third of the group. Huh? Yeah, that's a third of the group, yeah. So that's pretty cool to me. I uh, mean, I, like I said, it took me two or three years to go on my first one. And I think if it, I had gone my first year with an example like these guys, it would have set me on a path of knowing that there is more available in recovery but hell that wasn't talked about in the early 80s you know it was real strict it was almost like that old religion thing you know like if you go outside the lines oh my god that's against bill wilson you know what what, 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 what are you doing that's how it works for the devil man you're probably gonna get drunk uh keep it simple that's the one phrase that's always cracked me up the most keep it simple i'm sorry i'm not really a simple person and that was one of the things that actually kept me out of aa so I said, well, maybe that simple shit's okay for you kindergarten-level um, cretins who need that sort of, okay, let's break it down to ABC. And I, I'm not, I'm being light on this, obviously, yeah, guys, it. because I had to break it down to be simple, keep it simple, stupid, was yeah. helpful to me. But sometimes it can be used as, as an abusive thing, yeah. a way of disregarding someone's trying to bring you something new. And, hey, look at this neat thing. You might want to consider trying this because this could really take your spirituality, even if you're an old-timer. Right? Yeah. It might actually help you to grow. And immediately I go, now that's keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. Read your big book, don't drink, and go to meetings. Well, if I could do that, I wouldn't need you fuckers. Right. Yeah, there's nothing more, uh, a few things more discouraging than when you have something that's working for you and lighting you up and you take it to somebody and want to share it and they shut you down or stomp, you know, it. stomp on it and they like, you know, hey, no, you know. And uh, man, that's especially, man, you're sitting here trying to, the juice that happens when you're trying to get this early sobriety thing and you're feeling that happening to you and then somebody comes and steps right to yeah, you, man. That's awful. That's bullshit. That's the first moment a person, a newcomer might be opening up. They're very fragile. Yeah. And you know, I have seen people who got stomped by an old timer and then immediately they just said, well, screw it. I'm not going to even come anymore. And they die. And I love when Bill Wilson talks about that. And anything anybody wants to challenge me on as far as it being outside the material, I'm like, well, you're talking to a big book thumper, and I know that fucking book. On page 103, Bill Wilson himself said, intolerance of any kind, many lives could have been saved had it not been for such stupidity. And he also said that intolerance is the only thing that's going to rip us apart as a fellowship. So that means if a guy wants to go off and chant in the woods, and it helps his spirituality, and he's not doing the 11 step, 86, 87, 88, fuck that. He's staying sober. He's finding his God, which is what this whole trek is about, is finding a higher power that works for you. And, you know, that's why I like the uh, clarification on the 11 step in the TSSR book is because it has other things, you know. I thought hard on that when I was writing it because it does sound like a a mouthful when you're trying to read that step the way it is. But I had to acknowledge the fact that so much has changed since I came in 35 years ago, that there are so many other practices that a person could use. That you look at the 1930s. Did Bill really have crystals and all that stuff? I mean, available to him on Wall Street. (coughs) Maybe if he lived in New Mexico or some crazy place at the time. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me, guys. They might have had it, but I don't think Bill would have been exposed to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just tickled pink to be doing this and having uh, these guys sit around. You, you always have some people making some breakthroughs. Uh, I like some people that uh, are from not necessarily in our inner circle participating too, you mm-hmm. know, and brings, throw the lasso out just a little bit wider every time. Uh, total juice. Well, you got any closing thoughts on this one? I wish the whole world could have this and what we're running into as one of those resistance things to try and share it with the rest of the world is that thimble full, no thank you, I'm fine, what I have is enough, and I hope I never reach the point where I'm like, 
what I have is enough. I hope I continue to be hungry to search for greater and more. And I think that's going to help me stay sober. I think the other way I would just get dry. And I probably wouldn't come to meetings anymore because why would I if I'm going to hear the same stuff over and over? Yeah. Yeah, so, I wish everybody could have this, and please, guys, it's now available. Get on our website, talk to us, contact Dan. He will help you find this. If you want to change, this will change your entire existence. And then let me say one thing, last thing on that, and I'll shut up. Um, I try to tell people when I'm working with them on this is these tools will change your entire path in life. And the most basic example is an alcoholic, right? Where you're sitting at home doing drugs and alcohol all day and no use to anybody. And then now we're out there in, the, in our lives being of use to our families and our jobs and the government and society and communities. But um, even more than that, it changes our whole spiritual path. So that now I'm pursuing a career that's more based in helping others than the bottom line of my paycheck or how much I'm going to have in my 401k. And um, I'm happier for following that path. And uh, I think people underestimate tremendously what this work can do for you. You'll find your true purpose on this planet. And I, I hate the idea of dying without finding out why I was supposed to be here. Yeah, you did this and this and this, but was, was that exactly what you were supposed to do? And then the people in our group this morning who were questioning, you know, I don't even know if I'm married to the right person I'm supposed to be married to. Because yeah. I got married in the madness. And it's not that I don't love her. But I'm questioning if this is the person I'm destined to be with. And I know it's scary, guys, to open up those questions. Believe me, I'm a creature of habit and familiarity myself. But if you're willing and you try these tools, there's a slow process where God will edge you gradually towards these changes. You don't get just cast out and all of a sudden you get a divorce. You you just get awakened slowly to this new path. And... uh, and it's so much better than what else what else is going on out in that world right now. Would you agree with that? I agree 100%. Yeah, man. But, uh, limitations. And yeah, and getting in that rut. You know, we, some people shared about that today. And uh, that's some of what I talked about last night was uh, the fact that we begin to believe that what is, what is happening right now is what we're going to be stuck with forever. That there's no change. There's no movement. And, and almost resigning yourself to just going, okay. This is as good as it gets, whether it's, it's in a marriage thing, right? or the job or whatever it happens to be that you're doing. And I wanted to interject this. It's almost like we get this fear all of a sudden like God's going to abandon us even though he hasn't before. Yeah. We get this higher power in our lives through this work, and it carries us through amazing challenges and then brings us all this good stuff. And all of a sudden we get this, this uh, drought, uh, famine-type mentality like, oh, well, that's, I've used that up. You know, God's just going to drop me down and nothing's going to change. We do hear that a lot yep. from people. Yep. So. I think it's, yep. The bus stops here, mm-hmm. and it does It's as not. good as it gets. Yeah. If you step off, it will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, thank you for uh, thank sitting you, in for a few minutes here. and that's, uh, I'm Love you guys. Christopher, you're on the mic. Come see us. <laughs> Hope we get a whole bunch more voices on here before the weekend's over with. I have to have some discipline to keep on doing it. So that, uh, come on over. Thank you all. We'll be back in a little bit. Hello, everyone. You, uh, I'm back. It's been a little while. It is like almost like 11:30 at p.m. We've just had our evening spurt meeting. We went from I think around 7:30 to 11:30. If my math is right, that's about four-hour meeting. Uh, just really powerful stuff. And we sit around. We don't put no limits on it. Uh, I think we could probably go. I think we could probably sit around that fire and share all night. 
Yes. Uh, if yeah. we wanted to. But I've asked uh, Mike to come up here and talk for a few minutes and uh, share some of this uh, spurt retreat, this retreat juice, uh, and any other thing he feels like sharing tonight. How's it going, Mike? How you feel? Great. Great. Better, far better than just a huge difference between last year and this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember last year I was here about the same time last year, and I've been, you know, the listeners out there don't know this, but I've been through a pretty difficult time, and I was just withdrawn and in the yeah. pit of depression, and just I sat in a felt like I was even though we're outside here, which has been great. Uh, a year ago, I was like sitting in the corner hiding. Yep, I could feel that. Yeah, and it's real tough for you to come in and be one of us, and yeah, that's a way different energy this year. Oh yeah, definitely, and and just. Um, the energy has been great, and I've made, been more present to really listen to people and recognize where I'm honestly being way too self-centered. And But I, can, I feel such a positive energy now because I don't have to uh, browbeat myself about that. I just recognize it for what it is, and I can let it go. Yeah, man. Yep. And um, just the fact that uh, prior to coming here, just the – the, the past few weeks really allowing myself to accept the love that's been expressed to me by all these guys yeah uh, and just recognize it instead of having my walls up my bar- barriers up and discounting basically it. denying it yeah exactly exactly that's that's what i've been doing for a long time is denying what was right in front of me yeah. clearly accessible and i was full of fear and, and afraid nobody loved me and Afraid they, you know, because all the the crying and stuff like that I've done that that uh, nobody cared. And I, Thank you. Well, I don't need a mic from you, man. Sure. Yeah. Uh, we got a guy come up. He's uh, first time ever at spurts. Just say hi, Bo. Just jump on that microphone right there by Mike and say hi. Just give a few words about what you think about tonight. Hello, my name is Bo Evans. I'm an alcoholic. Um, tonight was great. Um, we got real vulnerable, shared a whole lot, um, and ex- exposed our disease. Um, helped one another and um, helped each other on this journey of life. Is this something you want to continue doing? It is. How old are you? 18. 18. Wow. See, that's the difference, man. Yeah, for a dude who can be getting some of these tools in his life at that age and change, man. It is a, the world is your oyster. No shit, man. That's awesome. Don't let everybody leave without saying bye to me, okay? Okay. All so right. anyway, um, just this is probably the best thing that's happened to me in three or four years or more. Uh, I, I admit when I was getting up Friday morning to come out here, I was in my usual rut and thinking, oh, I don't want to go. And, you know, I'm just discouraged and just the usual rut I'd woken up into no more than I drove up near your house to catch a ride with everybody. Shane just jumps up and down and says, Mikey, and, or whatever he said, you know. Yeah. And um, just, uh, you know, I knew that things were going to be different. And and I had to be open. Yep. I no doubt about it, open. man. You got to let everybody in. So. Got to come in, open the doors, and uh, yeah. be a part of. And, and that is one of the things that we do have a little bit of a choice about here uh, is, is are we going to make that choice to be be present, like you said, yeah, and uh, be a part of when everybody's standing there with their arms open and you mm-hmm. don't walk in. 
Yeah. And that's kind of like the guy that didn't come down the road tonight. Right. Uh, the arms was wide open, mm-hmm. man, and he just couldn't drive in. Yeah. I, it's in it, just recognizing, allowing yourself to uh, receive the love and, and appreciation and, and connectedness that, that you have instead of being fearful and, yep. and blocking it all off. Right. Yeah. Um, exactly. So it's a great experience. Yeah. It's always great, man. Well, cool. I'm going to try to get a few people to come over here and sit down before sure. the night gets over with. So uh, I'm going to see who else I can trap here. Great. Thanks, Mike. Love mm-hmm. you to death, man. Love you too. All right. Welcome back again. We've got uh, my buddy Charlie sit down. He's this, his first spurt also. And uh, Charlie, well, Charlie's one of the 12 people that were here, or actually 11, because the one guy we were just talking about that wouldn't come down through the gate. Uh, one of the uh, 11 people here that are in their first year of recovery. Charlie has uh, worked his 12 steps, and we're doing the tail end of things, but he's had the actual awakening happen in, uh, in his life that he's shared tonight. It's just mm, what we say, completely revolutionized, right? It? Welcome, Charlie. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, share a little juice about what you think about the retreat. Oh, the retreat for me um, has been get about a- fist away from the microphone. And you okay, can pull the microphone try. to you or pull you to the microphone. Either one. I'm a seat adjuster. I'll move the seat. Um, <clears throat> the spiritual underground retreat for me has been a very awesome experience you know um these things that happen in our lives um that kind of get us pumped up and get us juiced and we ride that you know into another chapter and other areas of our life and this is just kind of another awesome event that we've had and yeah man i'm feeling it right now i love the camaraderie i love the support i love the love uh, that we have out here around the campfire. Yeah, man, it's really cool. And Charlie brought a couple guys from the recovery house of what he just moved out of, so he's uh, carrying this message and helping other people come and and get it too. So uh, got the juice of the spiritual underground and brought a couple guys with him tonight. So that's cool too. But they're heading back this evening, uh, which is completely understandable. We say uh, come for however how much or however much little, however much or however little you can come for. Uh, I tell people if they could come for an hour, it'd probably be worth it. Cool, man. Love you to death, and I'm going to sign off here uh, and hug you goodbye. I love you, too. Bye. Bye. Hey, sitting back down, I'm trying to grab up as many people with this post-Saturday night meeting juice that we got going on as I can get on the mic here tonight because it's just really cool, and everybody's flowing. You can hear the conversations probably in the background. Uh, Ross is another guy who's in that first year of recovery. Matter of fact, Ross is someplace. How, how many days? 73. 73 days recovered today. And uh, and he's rocking it, and you can hear it in his voice and stuff. And uh, it's just another one of these guys that's getting this, uh, having his life res- revolutionized also, man. How are you doing? What do you think about this whole thing? Oh, my God. I'm doing great. <laughs> Fabulous. The best thing I ever felt was uh, the second that I drove down this driveway and you met me at the bottom there. Fear went out the door. Anything I was afraid of at all. Driving up here, thinking about anything negative. My disease has no chance here. I feel it's amazing coming up here. Just seeing all the camaraderie, all the honesty. 
everyone being vulnerable <clears throat> and the brotherhood that it brings about being out in the woods here. Our meetings on Tuesday bring out a lot of everybody. But here, it's just down. It's like peeling back the layers and everybody can feel every single thing that the other person shared and there's no judgment. Just love. Yeah, people said, uh, I, I like the, the angle a couple of people gave me was like in them walls and them enclosures, those man-made enclosures, it makes it a lot different energy. You know, you're closed in about concrete metal and all that. Mm-hmm. Out here, there's none of that, man. We're just hiding the great wide open, which opens up, personally, and I know this for a fact, it opens up my spirit. It really does to be able to be out here like this. Uh, and like there's a certain thing where my spirit feels free to be vulnerable and be, feel safe. You know, like a like book tells me I'm safe and protected. I feel safe and protected here yep. with you all and otherwise. You know, I love to be here when I'm by myself. I'd always spend some time here solitary. Every fall at least, I'll spend at least a week here oh, cool. uh, by myself. I'll come and go as I want to. I go country AA meetings out here and pay oh, all nice. English and stuff like that in the evenings because it's getting dark early, you know, so I can come back in from hunting and get me some dinner and then head out to a meeting and no problem whatsoever. Um, and I love that solitude. My batteries get recharged here. Plus, this is a place I talk to God the best. Yeah. When I got questions going on in my life, this is where I come. Uh, I've read almost the entire TSSR book here. Nice. Sitting here, you know, when it was in Manila folders, you know, and prior to a buy, to a published book, I sat down here and read that. Nice. Manila folder, eight and a half by eleven by eight and a half by eleven pages. I listened to him getting all loud over there. I know, right? Yeah. Cool, man. Love you to death. Love your sharing, man. Love your energy. I'm just so glad you're getting this thing and that you're coming and being part of. And I know it doesn't necessarily come exactly natural for you either. I know that you do wrestle with some of that because I probably was, frankly, I would say, you know, you're probably not immune from turning around at the barricade and going home either, are you? <laughs> Life story. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, from you were, I thought you were meeting us at my house on Friday morning. Yeah. And then we we're staying around. I'm like, well, Ross is the only one that's not here. And then mm-hmm. I guess Shane contacted you and said he's coming later. And when I always hear they're coming later, a lot of times what that means to me is that he ain't coming. I was like, dang, man. So I get a little bit bothered. You know, I got like, dang. And he said, no, you'll be here. You'll be here. And I thought, okay. Well, another thing I know about this retreat is that uh, I know you're here when I see you standing here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just because you say you're coming i've had a lot of just flat out no shows you know people that uh they're that you know they got every intention to come in man and then i go home and they don't come to the retreat and that actually frankly scares me a little because i don't know if they're out here lost or what you know <laughs> right i mean really they could be in a damn ditch or something you know they could need some help i don't know what happened but then they pull this no-show on you, you know, and they don't come in. And, you know, you get home and you call them. And they're like, you know, usually they have some kind of excuse where something come up, you know. But, dang, man, I mean, really, we've had, a, I've had this thing scheduled for 60 days at least. Nice. And so people who want to come are here. Right. Uh, and, people uh, have enough time to rearrange your lives to get away for a weekend. And if you really, if your life is in a position where you can't come and do something like this, you really need, I, my personal feelings is you really need to come back and revisit what you got going on in your life, especially if you're an addict, alcoholic, you need to kind of help we need. Well, I'll tell you before we close, and thanks for having me on your show here. Um, TSSR, uh, I did my steps through the TSSR book. And uh, without, without you and Shane and Chris, Without the brotherhood that I've had when I needed a phone call taken and, and without the love and support 
I would have never left my hotel room because I started seeing myself slow down yesterday, not hurrying, wanting to get a haircut, wanting to do this, wanting to do that, and procrastinating because my disease wanted me to procrastinate a little bit. But uh, you might as well tell you one quick joke about how I used to be. Yep. Uh, you ever seen an elephant hide behind a tree? <laughs> huh? <laughs> have you ever seen an elephant hide behind a tree? I have not. That's how good they are at it. <laughs> so that was me, the elephant hiding behind a tree thinking nobody could see me. Yep, that is us, man. That's a good description of us, no doubt. Yep. Now I'm just the elephant standing next to the tree. Yep. Because of people like you. Thanks, man. Love you, man. I love you. <laughs> So back again, man, I wrangled up a guy. I got a lasso up here. I throw it out there in the crowd, and I pull one out. Uh, Chase has come up here to talk a little bit about what's happening here at Spurt this weekend, where he's at, or any kind of particular feelings he's wanting to, man. Uh, Chase is a guy I've been watching and have seen grow tremendously. Uh, you were, at, I guess, last Spurt was the first one that you came to, right? So this is your second one? This is my second one. Yeah, and you'll be uh, two years sober in July, right? July 17th. Yep, I know your sobriety date. <laughs> cool, man. What's going on? How you feeling? Man, I'm feeling uh, great. This is it's amazing to be out here. I'm having a lot more fun this time, I think, than I had uh, last time because, um, you know, that first the first time we came out here, I'd never done any kind of retreat and I'd had a lot of apprehensions about it, but um, I knew what we were doing this time and I was just, I had tons to look forward to and it just doesn't it doesn't disappoint and it's kind of blows my mind that we can you know like the stuff that we do really out here it's not that profound i mean we're really just sitting around a campfire right sharing um, sharing talking just like hanging out but it's kind of uh, it's just strange because it's a different environment different um I mean, it's just a different energy that brings out something else i don't know um, something different and I think it's just kind of like it's that safe environment that you know we go through our day to day with that kind of energy that you want to be able to share to get out somehow but you know you have to kind of be careful with it you do. a little you bit have be, you have to be really careful you with can't that. just throw that out to people that you work with because you know if you give that kind of energy to somebody who's not ready for it it doesn't the Bible calls it pearls before swine, mm-hmm. casting your pearls before swine. Right. And I don't mean to Bible thump, but those that logic is, is is that old. Exactly. Of casting this positive energy in front of people who can't appreciate it. Mm-hmm. It actually, actually causes, we take a risk of our spirit getting stepped on with it, you know, because then they kind of. Yeah, it hurts. Yep. Yep. And they kind of yeah. discount it because we got that negative bias thing. So when we hear somebody like poo-poo our shit. Mm-hmm. And we will instantly like way more, give more weight to that negative stuff than we will to the other 31 guys sitting around the fire here with you tonight, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So you got a whole, I mean, how many people are here? How 32. Many? 32? We're so sitting around that fire tonight. So it's 32 guys sitting around a fire talking about stuff that they've been wanting to, to, to express in a healthy manner for, like for some of us for years. You know, for lifetimes, and you get to do that, and it's an amazing experience. And uh, 
Like we, and we, we really didn't talk anything about drinking and drugging. I don't think we mentioned. I drinking. mean, you might be once in a while. We'll say back when we in or it something might like that. But it's always that, just kind of in passing. Yeah, it's never, hey, by that's the way, never I used to get topic. really drunk, but it, yeah, it's it wasn't like a. We I don't remember talking. It's not what we talk about, which that blows my mind too. Yeah. Because when I first came into, um, whenever whenever I first started doing this work, twelve step recovery work, it really kind of, it seemed like. Um, I'm going to have to not drink. That was what I was going to have to do. And I mentioned that at the end of that meeting. Like, but I, you know, I learned, you know, my first AA meeting was almost eight years ago now. And I've learned since then that I can't not drink. I'm not, I'm not able to go about living not drinking. Right? Right. Like, that's impossible for me to do. I don't know about other people. I mean, like we talk about white knuckling it. I yeah. can't white knuckle it. Yeah, I that. <laughs> I can't. Well, I can't do it. I mean, I tried to do it, and it's I mean, painful. maybe I did it for like a week or so, but I'm not. I can't. I cannot do that. I tried for a long time, and I think that maybe I could, but I really don't want to. I don't want to try. It takes too much energy. If I white knuckle it, that's all I do. Yep. Is just not drink, and I and I can't live like that. And that's not what we do. We don't even talk. I mean, this is the most I've talked about drinking since we we've been here. Right. Yeah. Which is just, it's crazy to me that that's not what we do here, though. We, we figure out a different way to deal with our thoughts in a productive manner. Like, we get, we, well, it's crazy. We, a bunch of alcoholics, sit around a campfire and we talk about ways to take our weird kind of, like, our weird, we would say diseased minds and figure out how to make them productive. So, um, he I'm watching it. people go in the outhouse. Yeah, he, I got the outhouse it. lights off in there, and I don't really it, he got it. And, uh, I didn't really announce. I may actually meant to announce something about flipping that little light switch because last night I had a propane light on, and that's like podcast kind of stuff they probably really don't care about. But there's a lot of little uh, yeah. little funny things that makes this podcast work, and uh, and that outhouse is one of them. The, the outhouse <laughs> right behind us. Yeah. It really is a limiting factor to this besides this retreat, and I think like this growth and the size it is tonight, man, is pushing the limit as far as like having effective meetings. I really do feel that. Yeah, um, be, that was a long one. How long did that go? Four, four hours. hours. That's the longest meeting I've ever sat through. And we were, and I had a five minute timer on everybody. Yeah, that's good. I though. don't know exactly how that all happened, but you know, and <laughs> <laughs> jacking around, scaring somebody in the house. I'm glad they don't try to tip it over or something. This kind of group, this kind of fellowship, this kind of uh, behavior is something that I have to learn how to do because it's not really something that I easily am able to come out and like fellowship with with people. So it's doing stuff like this. This retreat is is ther this therapy for me because yeah, I get man. to get I get to do this and then figure out how to deal with people outside of yeah. here too. Yeah, right. And yeah, that's, uh, practice on these people. Practice on you guys. Yeah. yeah cool man yeah that's all i got for yeah man for thanks right for now, sharing man. brother yep love you to death love you man thanks for doing this yeah man it's a lot of fun juices me up carries for a long time out for now i'll grab up somebody else cool i did i throwed out the lasso and grabbed up another guy I think they're all down there fellowshipping, and they don't want to come up here and get separated from the from the crowd down there. You know how you get separated from the herd. I don't know. 
Uh, of course, there's some people that don't want to really want to be uh, talking on this thing too. So, but thank you, uh, Brian, for coming up here, Brian. Uh, so last night, this is kind of a funny story. I'll tell it as quick as I can. I'm sitting here last night, and I knew Brian was coming, and he, and, and Brandon sitting reminded me about it. And I was sitting in the middle, and we were having an evening meeting here, and it just dawned on me. Like I said, shoot, man, what about Brian? So me and Brandon jumped on the back of the four wheel. We went up to where we had to get some cell service because you can't get any cell service here at all. And and I called him and texted him. And it just so happened he was out here in our neighborhood still trying to find us and couldn't find us. And it, the timing was just exactly perfect because I don't think, you know, if we'd let you go any further or if you'd have been out of range and not got the message, you know, or if you'd have been in certain places because there's only certain hot spots out here. That's it. Yep. So we caught you and we lassoed you in here and you didn't end up with the guy with the, being the, the second guy that came to the barrels and turned around and went home. No, I, that wouldn't have happened. I would have found a way because I, I was I, I was so excited. I, I got off of work. Uh, we had a I work in the in the in higher education. We had a. A graduation ceremony that ended at 8:30 down on Fourth Street, and uh, I ran to McDonald's on Broadway, changed out of a you know formal wear into shorts and a t-shirt, and I was on my way. And I, there there wasn't going to be any stopping this. I couldn't I couldn't wait um, to to do to be a part of this retreat and, and get away and and uh, fellowship and and you know grow and. Yeah, it's been a it's been a heavy year. So um, I need all of this I can get. Um, I think this might be the first weekend in years that I've gone and done a, a thing with just the guy the guys dedicated and, something to you. Yeah, you know. So um, man, I'm so grateful I did it. Yeah, man, I'm glad you came too, man. Uh, it's it's a, just an awesome atmosphere and. Uh, I just love watching the energy of people after this has happened. And, you know, here's another thing that maybe we share. We would tend to end up sharing about it is that, like, when we go back to the meeting on Tuesday night, yeah, there's a deeper bond between the guys that, that, that were here. I know, and that's probably might year. be the flip side of that click thing that people talk about, you know. But you are invited. The problem is with that click uh, accusation is that we're standing here with our arms wide open and anybody can come into it man and i try to do and I, and, and actually not. since i've heard that a couple times now i've actually made a really con a really uh a, a real a real effort towards like not letting somebody stand outside the circle yeah I, it you know i i i'm a believer that that uh it, it's when when you're new to sobriety um and you see somebody that that is living happy, joyous, and free, um, and are genuine and really who they are, and comfortable in their own skin. And you're just getting sober. That's incredibly intimidating. I mean, yeah. you know, I, you might in, internally you're saying, "I want that," but hell, I'm not going to go and tell you that. I mean, yeah. you know, I, it's scary. It's just yeah, we do enough of that. You know, I can't have that either. You know, yeah, That's, uh, yeah that guy's different. I'm, you know, all of those and, things. And, I mean, you know, it might be a, might work for him, but it won't work for me. Or, or you know, what if I open up and I and I show my vulnerability and I try and they think I'm a clown. Yeah. You know, or Make they or they me. shun me. I mean, they, they, you know, that's what they're used to. Um, so I, I I don't I don't fault. I think that I think it's just uh, if they want it bad enough, they're going to see over time. They have to keep coming back. That's why we keep saying that, and you know, they'll see that it's genuine, and uh, and they'll latch on. Yeah, yeah, man. You I wonder know? who that is. 
no doesn't matter. Yeah. Somebody's driving out. I oh, well, that, yeah, a couple guys were leaving uh, tonight. They did, I forgot who they were now. Uh, no, Charlie and them, they already left. They, oh, they left did? a little bit ago, and they're in a, vehicle, they're in a car. I saw them take oh. off. They come over and said bye to me before they left. And actually, Charlie sat down here, and, and Bo stopped and said something to the microphone, too. So, Well, cool, man. Now we got an on-deck circle. I think that's why Jason is sitting over here. So, uh Thanks we'll, again, Dan. For we'll this shift weekend. gears, man. Thank. I'm really just happy you're here. Happy everybody's here, but happy you're here. And I actually think, you know, individually, I thank people for being and coming because, uh, you know, uh, I don't get to do this if nobody man. shows up. <laughs> that, I don't think you're going to have that problem. We yeah. sure love you, and I appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. All right, man. Great. All right, man. We have lassoed another one out of here. Jason was in the on deck circle. He pulled up a chair here next to it, so that uh, wanted to be next. So I'm really digging this juice of putting this on here because this uh, this energy out of this thing is is contagious, and I want to share it. You know, I want this is important to me. It's a uh, it's a uh, it's something that you see in this group doing, and, and I know that we're not unique in that. Other groups have retreats and stuff, and you hear people talk about the growth spurts that are happening at those places too. So. Uh, we certainly don't have an, a monopoly here, but this one, this one, you know, uh, it's kind of like my problem. You know, my problem is bigger than every other problem because it's mine. Mm-hmm. Well, this, this is, this is most, this is better than all the rest of them because it's ours. <laughs> Hi, Jason. That, How's it going, man? Hey, Dan. I'm good, man. I'm great. I'm kind of floating here on. Uh, on the proverbial juice here at the retreat. I've, yeah. I've not been able to make it out for about the last four. Uh, since coming around to the home group, and uh, I'm pumped, man. I'm, uh, we got beautiful weather, beautiful. It has been great. Uh, almost a full moon. It is a full uh, moon tonight. Tonight is the full moon. Oh, it is. Yep. Well, we got according to a, the calendar on my. Okay. Phone. Yeah, man, we got such a uh, a canopy, tall canopy over us. Uh, yeah, it's we're kind of hard to see that it's totally full. Yeah. So yeah, man, I am. I'm super thrilled to finally be able to make it out and and have some fellowship out here in the woods. Yeah, man, it's fun. It's awesome. Yeah, so you uh, ended up taking a long way here. You had a little <laughs> bypass and ended up going all the way up like I near took, Bloomington, Indiana and I circled did, back man. down. I took the scenic route. I yeah. went, uh, you said, it, what, it's 66 miles up here. I did it, I did it about 142. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, to commitment to your recovery and being here this weekend, also your son had a game today. Yeah, went back and, to town. And I went did. back to town, went and uh, yeah, taking that. Yeah, my little man uh, was having a game in town, so I drove back, and that 66 miles seemed really short yeah. after doing about 140 uh, last night. So yeah. And then came back and uh, so settled I'm back, back again. in. So, yeah, that's a, yeah, man, absolutely. I really wouldn't miss it. This is my home group, and i um, super happy to be outdoors with all my brothers. And uh, great, great atmosphere and you know, it's kind of one of those things where I'm tired, but I don't really want to go to bed because yeah, there's so much, yeah. so much fellowship going on, you know? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, there's more food over on the table and I want to go make another pass at it and eat some more, but I think, uh, I think I'm probably going to have to call it soon and then look forward to uh, well, whatever we do in the morning. Yeah, we'll get up and uh, have some breakfast. and we'll do. I, this morning I did a little yoga meditation. We'll have, offer that again if people yeah. want to do it. And uh, yeah, We'll eat a little breakfast and uh, have a morning meeting, and uh, we'll try to make it a little bit shorter with this 32. I was just saying whoever was here a minute ago, Chase or somebody, that that 32 is actually kind of stretching the limit. Like, Because I really do push a thing here where I want you to participate. You know, you don't really get yeah. to come here and sit on the sidelines. Yeah. I'm going to make you come in here and be part of the circle, yeah, you know, no, and, and really... overcome that clickish thing. Yeah. I'm pulling you in here, and you're going to come and be one of us yeah. while you're here this weekend. So I don't ever really let anybody off the hook on the sharing. But yeah, absolutely. If you're going to share for three to five minutes, 
and we got 32 people. Absolutely. That's a lot of minutes. We had a four-hour meeting tonight. <laughs> yes, we did. It was a <laughs> marathon with a couple of snack breaks and pee breaks and uh, joke breaks and laugh breaks. Yeah, so, fart uh, breaks. Fart, well, the farts never really stopped. Did yeah, they? they didn't. They pretty much were... It's somebody. I was waiting for somebody to do a Blazing Saddles reference with, uh, with the gas around the fire because yeah. I, I know there's part of that movie was something with beans and everything else. I yeah, don't know, and right. I know I had some chili earlier. So yeah, that's a shame, mate. I missed it. I didn't get to have any, man. I took it. They were heating up the second one, and I uh, took a little nap in the middle of the day, man. And uh, when I came back, the whole second batch was gone. Yeah, so, no, I got back. I got the in recipe town. someplace. Yeah, Shane Shane's chili was awesome. I came back in town and got here a little late for lunch from going back to town and back and uh, had some chili, and it was awesome. So, yeah, being a first-timer, this uh, has been a lot of fun, and I definitely will look forward to coming out again because it's, uh, it's really cool being able to relax but also have uh, a little bit of structure to yeah, uh, right. share. Yeah. You know, so. yeah, I think we have to have that balance of both here, you know, because yeah. we just come have a free-for-all. I mean, it's not that we can't do that, but this is not for that. Yeah. This is to have a little bit of programming, so to speak, and yeah. have some structure in it. And a little bit of structure is a good thing. Yeah, have some free time also. And, yeah. yeah. People are in the pond today and fiddling around. It's been a beautiful day, beautiful weekend. And yeah, catching fish. We'll and, get out uh, of here tomorrow around noon or so. And Is that what it is, Everybody, man? Yeah, noon or so. That's what I'm aiming at for that okay. morning meeting to be, over, be done with and you know how things work here and just we're loosey-goosey but yeah well man yeah. i'm definitely uh gonna pencil in the next one in the fall because uh it's been a lot of fun and, yeah man uh, well i'm glad you came thanks buddy and, uh, appreciate the invite yeah man fun fun talk to you later man all right brother Bye. good night All right, we're back again. I uh, throwed another lasso out to the crowd and pulled another guy up here. I need one big old uh, stage hooks, you know, they pull people off stage with. Uh, got Mark up here with me. This is Mark's uh, first spurt. And, um, and I'll just give you a little bit of background on that, too. Um, Mark started coming to Spiritual Underground, and, and I really didn't know him. And, and, and I got this email complimenting the podcast. And uh, it was a really beautiful letter, and, and he knew that a lot of energy had been putting in to, put into to composing that email. And, uh, and it touched me, you know, and, and, I, and I just got led. I always try to watch and keep an eye out for people who might want like this, like will be in special invites to the retreat, you know. As I am a little bit careful with this, I don't just broadcast it out to everybody. I kind of keep it in our home group and people associated with Spiritual Underground. And uh, and I just felt led to throw you out a invi- invitation, you know. And I, you know, you never know where that's going to go. But then you said, yeah, you would, and could you know you and Marshall talked talked about coming. Marshall was already sat down and gave a little uh, clip earlier today, I believe it was. Right on. So uh, yeah, so how you doing, man? What do you think about the retreat? Man, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, amazed, amazed, man. This is uh, this is pretty magical what you got out here. And uh, yeah, thank you for the invite. Um, the uh, podcast, now I guess back in the day, uh, speaker tapes for me were right. a big part of my early sobriety. Yeah, yeah I'm still uh, a speaker tape fan. And it, it, it kept me sober when I was, you know, second DUI, lost a license for two years, I'm walking to work, you know, I had the ear, earphones in, mm-hmm. I'm listening to speaker tapes. Yeah, man. And uh, I, was getting, I was getting the hope, man, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that same message of hope uh 
in the Spiritual Underground podcast. Well, cool, man. And it's Thank it's you. a little bit different though. It's um, uh, it's it's not quite so polished, right? Not not quite so rehearsed. Yeah. And there's some authenticity there that. Uh, that I find very appealing. Well, so. thank you, man. And that's what I'm shooting for. I'm shooting for it to be real, right? Yeah. And, and you know, and the, and the speaker tapes are really cool, and I like listening to that, too, you know. But, you know, it's just a monologue of a person talking and telling their story, which is engaging. But I think there's something better to, like, have an interchange be people in recovery. Absolutely. And I really like that uh, angle that I'm getting to have about uh, having that exchange, like an interview-type form with people talking about their story. I think you can draw some more things out and, and, and bring some uh, bring a little more depth to it that way. And then I also have this freeform thing like this, man. And I don't know, you know, I'm just keep I'm kind of doing this about the hair of my chinny chin chin, you know. Um, <laughs> we started doing the ones and did the topics and the round tables. And I've been getting some feedback, although, you know, with the... Uh, with the negative bias I just talked about a couple minutes ago on, when on Chase was sitting here and, 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 and it was shared about tonight about how the negative, you know, like, for instance, a pound of negative seems to be heavier than 10 pounds of positive. Sure. So when I get a little bit of negative feedback on a podcast, I think that I weigh it too heavily. Yes. And so, like, I've got some negative feedback that some people are struggling with listening to the roundtable styles because they don't know us. So, like, if I'm listening to the roundtable or one of these people here are listening to the roundtable, they know everybody. So they're making the switch mentally of who's who really quickly. Some new listener that doesn't know us is having trouble with, uh, or somebody's not familiar with us is having trouble with us, like, who's who when there's more people on the mic. It's pretty yeah, easy to tell, yeah, like, it when just two a, of us are sitting uh, here, you I know. Can imagine. You get really used to it. It's me and Mark, right? I mean, after a little bit, you're like, okay, I know which one is which, and it doesn't take you long for you to mentally adjust to who's speaking. Right. Uh, in those roundtable ones, uh, that's the feedback I've gotten. But anyway, uh, I tried it, you know, and I'm not saying that I won't do more of those. I'm actually interested in doing some more, although I might, like, cut it back to, like, three people. Uh, and... and see what happens but but this is another thing i got led to do i thought you know i'm gonna take this podcast and gear down there to the cabin for the for the retreat and just get people's reactions like live from spurt you know uh, <laughs> i think it's a great idea yeah, man. yeah yeah so uh thank you for helping thank you for coming this weekend man you've added a lot to it everybody here you know that's everything man this really truly is a wee thing yeah uh, man. everybody uh, contributes I was, and, I was thinking um I think earlier you mentioned that, that a lot of people were saying that there's something magic about about this, this primitive, being in the woods, right? Um, and and that, that maybe the trappings of uh, technology and, and, and society weren't there because we weren't in a building. Yeah. And I think, I th- thinking about it, and, and part of it for me is nature because mm-hmm. uh, uh part of the higher power thing is is this spirit of the woods spirit of the universe that kind of deal as well but i got to thinking like oven by myself i can't i can't stay sober alone right i've got to have you guys somehow we stay sober i love that i love that and uh it's an errand of 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 life and death right we're all trying not to die here man we're 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 together in in a survival situation and if you think back you know with regard to this setting you know four or five hundred years ago five thousand years ago uh nature was pretty messed up man you know you could you could get jacked by a bear or 
you know, a wolf or a rabid woodchuck. I mean, you know, nature's metal. So, uh, in a way, I think maybe we're a little bit wired for, uh, we're banding together around a fire trying to stay alive man yeah. you, who knows what's out there in the dark yeah. you know yeah. with the woods and yeah. and the the combination of those two things isn't just additive it's cumulative yeah, right. right they stack on top of each other and uh i don't know there's uh there's something mystical magical and powerful yeah well uh, you know for us, before men could even speak they've been sitting around fires cooking meat and yeah. eating and doing what we've been doing this weekend you know so this is a, like we talk about an ancient spiritual tradition mm. uh sitting around doing what we're doing tonight even is is a very ancient spiritual tradition sit around eating hanging around a campfire uh sharing with one another Right uh, we've been that is a, that is an age old tradition. I'm blessed to be a part of it, man. Yeah, man, well, I'm really glad you came, brother. Glad you sat down and gave me a little time on here, man. I, I like hearing you share, man. I think you seem to be personally. I, I get a vibe <laughs> that you feel a little self conscious about it, but then once you get rolling, I hear you and you go. You got you know. I love to hear you share, man. I love to hear the things you're saying and stuff. Thank so, you, man. Uh, hope that like uh, you know raise that level of confidence in yourself, man, because uh, you got it, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just something, and I know we fight with that, but uh, man, you, you, I love you. I'm glad you come into the fold, and uh, we uh, just appreciate you being here. Thank you, man, and just uh, uh, thanks for the opportunity to uh, to sit down and dance in the ear holes of the people of the world, man. Yeah, there you and, go. See, uh, you know, come that's join the, come join the water, man. The water's fine, or however that saying goes. Yeah, man. <laughs> thanks, man. Yep. All right, how about it, everybody, man? It's uh, it is winding down. I think it's a uh, well, it's twelve freaking thirty by now. Um, these guys stay. Some of these guys don't sleep though, especially when you got the juice flowing through your veins like what flows through them down here at these places. Uh, lassoed another guy, man. A uh, guy I've known for a little while now, man. And actually, we it's a bit probably Brian. Uh, it's probably a little bit surprising that we didn't like bump into each other out there and who knows if we maybe life. didn't you know because uh, I, I not you know there's a there's still a veil that is not quite clear between that back then and now you know uh you knew my brother right definitely knew yeah brother. so yeah so so what uh get, share some juice about tonight or the weekend or what's going on in your life or whatever you feel like it well you know I, this is great this is my second time here at spurt and uh, first time, you know, I was just coming out of the madness, more or less. Uh, really was, had no focus whatsoever. Uh, had, a, had a really good friend who brought me to, uh, you know, my introduction to you, Dan. And then uh, he was here last year and was really working with me to try to get a focus on this program and what it could do for me. And, uh, you know, I really wasn't getting it. I was seeing what I was wanting to see out of it and what I could get out of it. And by getting, you know, just immediate instant gratification, instant gains, you know, going right back to the whole materialistic, uh, the ego, still running on ego. I'm going to get what I want if I do this. Somebody's going to recognize, somebody's going to see, just going down, uh, still going down the wormhole. Uh, you know, now years passed, and it, you know, it wasn't a completely uh, sober year by any means, but 
I'm on the longest stretch of sobriety I've had uh, since preteen years. Yeah. And um, just the change that I've seen in the last year and, and where I am now with the program and recognizing what the program can do for me. And, you know, being out here at, at, at the spurt, uh, a lot of these guys saw me when I was broken and when I was just coming in. And now they're getting to see just the changes. And the transformation is amazing, man. I'll never get tired of watching that. No, and, and you know what? I'll never get tired of uh, experiencing it. And it's just a really good place where you can get out, you have more time uh, for the fellowship, and you get to you know let people see just how much growth has occurred. And hopefully for the new guys that are in the same boat that I was in last year, you know, they can see just that – you know, I identified a lot, a lot with a lot of the new guys. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, hey, I was there. Didn't know a whole lot of people as closely as I do now, and and nobody knew me as closely as they do now. But that's just a year. Yeah. And you know, you could have told me that last year that hey, in a year, shit's going to be completely different. Yeah, man, yeah, that's I, a, that's a, that's a tough thing to get across to people. It's one of my biggest points when I'm working with a guy that's new. It's like you know, it's not going to. This is not going to take very long for you to see some fantastic results, man. Yeah, uh, people just do this work. The, everything that I've experienced in this last year, you know, it's given me the opportunity to even when it's when I think it's negative, it's not negative. It's positive. It's a positive opportunity to grow, to learn, to just you know see the world through you know a new pair of glasses, as I say. But uh, you know, the main thing that I can say is that uh, the spurt, the fellowship, spiritual underground, all that. Uh, has truly changed my perspective, not only on the little things that were going on that I thought were big things, but just me, my life in general, and uh, the universe that I share with so many other beings. Yeah, man. So it's good juice. Yeah, it is good, good, pure, 100% juice that doesn't leave a hangover and has long-lasting effect, too, man. That's the things that, you know, the two things. There's no negative consequences to this juice. And it lasts a long time, man. All that other stuff never lasted, right? It just had these abrupt ends, man. And then boom. You thought I thought I was having fun. Then bam, the wall. Yeah, I'll close my eyes, go to sleep tonight, and uh, this won't end there. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yep, wake up, dream about it, everything. Cool, man. I'm really glad you're here. There is. It's just amazing transformation because, uh, frankly, I remember last year, a lot of what you shared about was pointing the finger at other people. You know, oh, it was yeah. so and so, or it was this, or it was that, and you know, and I don't really remember the details. I just remember the outward of that, you know, and 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 the world of difference between now, like today, when you come in here and share, and you know about what can I do, and here's the way that I handle this situation, and with the help of a sponsor and a fellowship, and you know, completely different vibe from what you were experiencing and 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 what you were sharing, what you were putting out there yeah. last year, you know, and uh, but that's what we do. We had to walk that path, man. We we were once sick, and now we're well. Yep, do the steps. You'll figure out that all the fingers point back at yourself. Right, yep. (laughs) Yep, no doubt, man. Well, thanks, Brian. Thanks for coming here, man. Thanks for uh, helping out. And, and, you know, this is getting to be more and more of a participatory thing altogether as I start allowing myself to actually accept help from other people at a level that uh, makes it a lot more fun for me. (laughs) I hear you, uh, And everybody's willing to do it, too. I just got to ask. So thanks for doing that. And, uh Thanks for sharing on the podcast, blowing some juice on here so uh, people can get a little feeling about what these things mean to us. Thank you for letting me participate in my recovery. Yeah, man.
positions. Well, we have got another uh, victim. <laughs> no, it's not really a victim, man. I got <laughs> last old another guy, Tony. Y'all have heard his story on the podcast if y'all been listening. So, uh, uh, Tony's back. He's here to spurt again, and uh, I'm going to pour some juice on you tonight. Um, totally dig that you're back again, man. It's great What'd to be think? back. Um, it's awesome. It's an awesome experience. Uh, it's amazing to see a group of men come together and be vulnerable and be able to share uh, and be honest. Um, it's it's a surreal experience, and I'm grateful to be able to have this in my life. So I just want to say thanks, and uh, I look forward to plenty more in the future, hopefully. Yeah, man, it you is a, it is a, a wonderful thing to be able to have even, you know, I mean, I, I, I got this special spot where I get to actually host it and everything, you know, but hell, if I just got to get to be here, you know, and I'd like us to help a couple other people, I had to thank you all for coming because uh, if y'all didn't come, I wouldn't have nobody to do this with, right? So uh, that's... Uh, I've shared it in here once or twice already and, and throughout this little series this, uh, this wee thing and y'all coming in and uh, pitching in to help Tony helped coordinate all the food for this time around and the snacks and all that and run some interference for me there kept some of those people off of my phone lines <laughs> and that is a good help and that's it I'm getting better at accepting and allowing people to help me do this too which makes it easier on me and allows me to have more enjoyment in it too so uh, as we evolve it that way it's uh just keeps get as far as I'm concerned, it just keeps getting better. For sure. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to serve. Um, even if it's just a little thing like food, I think we ate pretty good. So. Yeah, man, we that's one thing we're not doing here, man, is starving, that's for sure, man. We could probably actually back way off on it, but uh it's fun. Yeah. No, it's, cool. a be- it's a beautiful place and uh I used to come to places like this to to get high and to get mm-hmm. fucked up and yep. you know, now I can come and and get some peace. And yeah. That's that's a blessing. Yeah, twenty to one on a on a Saturday night. I can promise you, the majority actually, the probably the majority of times I've been here at that time since this is this will be twenty years since we built the cabin. This this fall will be uh, August will be the twenty years from when we broke the ground to begin with. We dug the poured the concrete, dug the pillars, dug the uh, I guess it's pillars, dug the uh, holes for the pilings the concrete yeah. pillars that the cabin sits on so uh yeah so in 20 years and i've been recovered now four so i can promise you i've been down here a lot more drunk and i've been sober still that crossover and energy's completely changed here now man i got it complete uh there just is not any of that energy here it's not even an issue you know got that uh i look back at some of the blessings in recovery though you know and this was that was a trigger kind of thing you know for me to be here and sure. uh and so that first nine months of my recovery, which you know I was actually sentenced to a year of home incarceration, only had to serve nine months, uh, kept me out of here for that nine months, you know. And I didn't have to, I didn't have this, I didn't have this uh, trigger, this this uh, threatening situation in my life to have to do. And by the time I got down here after nine months of being, uh, whoa, excuse me. I must be on home incarceration and got to come down here, man. It was like a freedom that was a lot different. And, uh, I actually come down. I come down and stay for two weeks straight during deer season. They let me off like in I got off home incarceration like November fourth or something like prime time deer season, man. I come down here and stay for two weeks. Uh, you don't use any vacation time when you're on home incarceration either, so I had a lot banked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool, Tony, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you helping out this weekend, and uh, appreciate you being here and being a part of my support group, man. Well, thanks, Dan. I appreciate you, too. And I love you, brother. Love you.
Hey, this is Dan again, coming to you on the tail end of that podcast. I uh, just wanted to touch base with you one quick minute while, um, you know, I had those 17 people uh, agreed to come on and, and give a little bit, share a little juice to the podcast. Uh, some folks don't care to be on the microphone, and that is just fine. Uh, others choose to protect their anonymity at the level, at a different level, and, and that is fine too. Uh, that's up to the individual to protect their anonymity. Um, but I'm just, uh, you know, after listening to those guys do that and, and putting this putting this together, it took a little bit of work. Uh, uh, probably one of the more difficult podcasts I put together. Most time, I just hit record, man, and y'all get the little. I patch in some music on the front end and on the back end, and uh, and and that's what that's as easy as it is. Uh, with the 17, 18, 19 different parts of this one and then the music in between. Uh, it was actually kind of fun, man. And, and golly, what these guys mean to me. Uh, I say when I speak, if you don't, you know, I have a best sponsor in the entire world. And if you don't feel the same about yours, keep looking because uh, your sponsor is out there too. And I feel the same way about a home group. Uh, we call ourselves, and some people get a little bit maybe funny about it, but I'm just going to, I'm not going to be ashamed of it and not going to apologize for it. Uh, we are a tribe. Uh, read Sebastian Younger's book, Tribe. Um, we lean on one another, somewhat like combat veterans, because uh, basically going through the life that we went through, that's what it is. And we're survivors on the other end of that, and we lean on each other. We pick each other up. We go through things together that uh, you can't imagine guys like us staying sober doing. Matter of fact, going you know anybody going through in like a healthy manner, people are surviving things and, and having things happen. And life on life terms, things happen. And we put our arms underneath it. I had something happen to me. That uh, I've had a couple things, but I had a particular thing happen to me that, that should have just crushed me. Uh, and, and But that is not the case, man. Uh, I let my friends here, my brothers, my tribe in on the deal, and they stick their arms under, and, and I just like I have a vision of them joining arms underneath of me and holding me up so that I can stay up and, uh, and, and get through to another day. Don't have to use, drink, do anything else stupid, hurt somebody else. Uh, in that journey it's a it's an amazing thing and so uh if you haven't found your tribe yet i i, I encourage you to keep looking i have the best home group in the entire world and if you haven't if you don't feel the same about yours keep looking uh i'll close with this man uh this thing just keeps getting better my group gets better everybody's uh not better deeper connected that's the difference we begin to gel and we bring new people in and that feeds the new thing too because they start seeing this energy and it just it does it just keeps getting better and better and better because i continue to smell more around every corner uh love to see what's going on next i don't even have to be all i do is peek around the corner encouraged and enthused about what's up coming up next up around the corner uh, thank you all for allowing me to participate in my recovery. Hope you enjoyed that podcast. Keep on listening. Uh, love you all. Peace out.
Yeah.